the show was a little derailed earlier. Let's. Uh, I have no clue why. Let's try this again. Reboot. Okay. Uh, there we go. Much better. And you still don't have that camera active, or is it? It is. It's live. Yep. everybody thanks for joining us another episode of rc after hours i'm your host chris ron kiglione thanks for joining us we are live on facebook come hang out we got some guests on the line should be a great fun show i think so yeah Hello, everyone um so come hang out with us and we'll answer your questions joining us in studio the always great white hunter converted over to mountain bike rider extraordinaire Mike Coolen, <laughs> as I cough out a lung from all the wrecking. But anyways, yes, hello, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Good uh, to be here. Also join us in the great white north turned ditch digger, <laughs> Andre Russo. How's the foot, buddy? How you doing? I'll survive. I'll Good. survive. Good, Good. morning. Uh, they make great pharmaceutical things for that, so well, you should be like fine. Maybe alcoholic medication yeah. might be in order. <laughs> And our special guest today, Steve Neal from Hobby King. Thanks, Steve. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you guys? Andre, Fantastic. Thanks. Morning. Thanks for joining us. Yes. We appreciate it. Uh, you're up late as always, and I heard that it was Father's Day, and you had a fantastic yeah. day down under. Yeah, yeah, it was a great day today. I got to spend it with my family and the boys. We went to a, a couple of hobby shops and then uh, spent the afternoon building our diorama for the Coochie Tunnels, actually, for a school project, which I should get 100% for. Well, actually, my 11-year-old should get 100% for. But anyway, that's uh, that, that's what we do with dads on Father's Day. Nothing better. But no, a really, really good day. So, it's, uh, yeah, fantastic. Great. And there's that magic word for the first time. We should get a fantastic meter. Fantastic. I mean, how many times I say fantastic? So there we go. <clears throat> uh, don't feel bad. I think I can't remember the last podcast or the one before. I must have said "Wow" thirty one point five <laughs> times, and I was like, after the show, I'm like, oh my gosh! Yeah, I feel like it's an a idiot. weird how some words yeah. are just sticklers for you. Yeah. So, all I right, understand. real quick yeah. before we get the show going, uh, I got to give a special thanks to our sponsor, GetFPV.com. Those guys are fantastic. It is our Labor Day here in the states, and they're having a, a big sale. 
So we wanted to throw out there real quick. Also, if you want to use RC After Hours, you will get 10% off your entire order if you spend $120. And also on top of that, they're having a Labor Day sale. So if you want to use L Day 5 Off, you can get a 5% discount on top of that. So if you use the RC After Hours discount and their Labor Day discount, you get a total of 15% off your entire order. Spend over $120. That is a big deal. So if anybody's looking for any kind of drones batteries. or batteries <laughs> or FPV needs or whatever. It only got better. Yes, go check out getfpv.com. Throw in the code RC After Hours. Spend $120. And then use the code LDAY5 OFF. And you get 5% more on top of that for a total of 15% off your entire order. So go check out getfpv.com for their fast shipping, usually on your doorstep uh, within a couple couple days, Mike. That's Sweet. great. So we'll talk about more of uh, Get FPV later. But thanks to those guys for helping them bring Steve uh, from Hobby King on the show and hang out. And hopefully he's uh, everybody's already been saying they hope you're very sleepy, Steve, so you can let out more secrets. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I have my wits about me. You're not oh, gonna oh, no. Dang it. We'll call later uh, then. We'll call yeah. later. <laughs> None of those Jedi mind tricks are going to get me this time. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what's, what's the hot topic this week? What's on your mind? What do we want to talk uh, about? Well, the biggest thing I need to talk about is obviously Hobby King Live is in the UK next weekend. So mm-hmm. next Saturday is the 8th of September. That's our next event. That's our next big thing coming up is the HK Live event in the UK. So if you guys are in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, there's no reason. UK, it's only a tiny country. I'm sure that if you travel more than six hours, you can go from one end to the other. So there's no reason why you shouldn't get down there and see the guys there with all the great new stuff that's going to be on display with the UK team over there in the UK. That's nice. the first thing you have to get out of the way. It's fantastic. Um, obviously, um, following on from the EU event, so you're going to see the C-130, you're going to see the Albatross, the Buffaloes, Bonanzas, you're going to see the new Comet, you're going to see the new T-28, you're going to see all the new and ready-to-release stuff at that show, so that's pretty cool. Plus, not just RC, you're going to see some full-scale aviation as well at that event, so it's worthwhile going to check out for sure. Awesome. So there's, there's the first thing out of the way. So I'll get that plug in. The next plug in is our search on our website works. Yes, <laughs> 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 actually, I noticed that. Guys, noticed we've, that. we've done, we, we've, we've put in a massive effort to get our search to work in the last couple of weeks. And, and uh, on Friday, we did a big test ourselves and we realized that our search bar. That little search icon, that, that little section where you put in your item actually finds the things you're looking for, which is fantastic. So <laughs> we're over the moon with our search because now we at work can actually physically use our website to what we need it to do rather than using Google to search for things, which has been a thing that we've wanted to happen for a while and now it's actually happening. So good things on our website, which is awesome, <clears throat> I think, anyway. So, uh, yeah. real, real quick, Steve, before we get into more stuff, I don't think personally I can remember, or at least I can't think off the top of my head, that the C130, this thing, I <laughs> see more people like the buzz on this airplane and the people excited for this airplane is like off That's the so charts. Fun. Yes. I mean, I've, I have never met so many. I've come across so many passionate people when it comes to RC in regards to this airplane. Yes, we've 
we know it's going to be popular. We, we, we have an understanding of what our customer needs and wants. And when we released this, I don't think we actually did have an understanding for what our customers need because I think we're going to run out pretty quick. Wow. I think this aeroplane is going to be a huge success. Mm-hmm. Um, from the experience that I've had with the aeroplane flying it for the last, say, few months now, um, every time I fly this aeroplane, it does something for me which I'm not expecting it to do, and it looks like a real C-130. It is amazing how well it looks and how well it performs. Like I know we've shown some videos I, with this thing flying around and unexpected you know, in a, a good way. Yeah, we had a few fast landings, and we had some, you know, some comments come up to say, you know, like oh, I didn't know that NASA flew this C-130 and flew it so fast and all this sort of stuff, but. When, when, and, and we like these comments. These comments are cool. Like the funny and smart comments are fantastic. But, you know, those, those comments where people come in there and try and attack and attack it, it just, you know, yeah, we sort of just, you know, we, we move that on as, as passionate guys who want the aeroplane. And so that, that's what we look at there. So each one of those. Uh, we put a video up recently of the new, um, of Ian flying it, doing some touch and goes and stuff. And I think we had, four and a half thousand views in the first two days or something silly so we're sort of like wow that's that, that's a big thing for that airplane so we're yeah the c-130 and to give you an update of what's happening with the c-130 mm-hmm. it's currently um production's finished um we're actually waiting for the inspections to come through so basically we're waiting for, for our guy on the ground to run through and go through all the all the products so those the inspections that happen so then we can then accept the delivery and then we can get the deliveries underway so they're so that's what's happening in with the C-130. So once that's ticked off and I agree to the inspections, then basically we get that process of getting them delivered and then to the warehouses and then from there we do a release. So that's wow. where we're at at the moment. So anywhere between, you know, we normally say six weeks to get it to warehouses. Yeah. So we just have to wait for that now. So that's, that's all we have to wait for is, and once we get, you know, word that they're, you know, that the stocks starts to land, that's when we do a pre-release, which we'll, we'll probably do a pre-release on this aerial because we know it's going to be an exciting and, and a well and a good seller. So we have, um, and obviously demand and everything else. And then and, and then that'll get us in, in good numbers to see if we, we do the next run straight away or we wait. So that's what's happening at this <laughs> time. Already, so. Well, you already know the answer to that. <laughs> well, this is the thing, but this is the thing. we like Even with, like, aeroplanes, like we did the... Um, the 109 and we didn't know how the 109 was going to go and then it, it sort of like it blew us away how popular that airplane was so we had to then go and do you know like the the next order I had to go through fast so we were so there's you know and you don't you don't know what's going to happen we don't know with you know our previous experience with with german and luftwaffe or or um japanese aircraft have been a little bit quiet so yeah in comparison to our you know allied counterparts so yeah Hmm. I, I think I think this thing is going to drive you guys crazy as far as uh, as far as production. I think you're going to be producing this one for a bit, and I yeah. still I still think it's going to be like a three to one ratio, gray to blue. You're yeah. going to get the fans who will like the blue one, but I think your gray one is just going to be off the charts. No, <clears throat> uh, I, I yeah, the the I don't know. I, I I see the gray one as being a big seller because you can customize it to your own taste. Yeah, but then watching the the Blue Angels one fly, and then the video when you see the Blue Angels one fly, you're going to be like, um, I know, that's I looks know. pretty cool. I, I think they're in Cleveland this weekend. 
the Blue Angels oh, right. for the air show. Mm. I'm oh. pretty, I'm sure Fat Albert's there too, but, <laughs> but the Blue Angels are there. And yeah, I, well, I kind of miss it because Chad and I usually go. Oh to it yeah, I, I, we usually go on right. this weekend and. I'm gonna be at an Indians game tomorrow, yeah. but I would, hopefully I'll see him going over. Oh, yeah. the they delayed the game a couple hours though for the air show, oh, so I don't yeah. know if we'll huh. see anything or not. But I'm always hopeful. Huh? I forget. It's, why. The, so it's the community mods which are I think we're going to enjoy the most. I mean, Michael Rosnick's here on the chat saying he's he already wants to do a C-130 design on his uh, in uh, sorry uh, AC C-130 gunship. So mm. mm-hmm. yeah, well, that, that's. Yeah, I'd love to see a gunship. I just think that looks fantastic. And if you can get the like this, the you know the sound of the cannons, if you can get like an RC <laughs> sort of like sound system in there or something like that, would be sensational. Maybe some LED, some lights, some smoke, whatever yeah. you can do. I don't know. That thing. Air-to-air refueler. That would be fun. You know, you get pods <laughs> to extend off the wings. Oh I don't know if you can slow the other, the approaching jets behind it enough. <laughs> yeah, oh. that, that, that would be a cool. lot of room for that. But it'd be fun. Hmm. I would need a bungee cord for my throttle management. <laughs> you see the line going way out. Even even a um a C one thirty like um because there there was actually one drawn up but it never actually worked, but it was a um a float plane of a C one thirty, a flying boat. Oh. And I think oh, I think if we if we convert the bottom hull and turn it into a flying boat that could be a, a, a what if. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine that. You know That's crazy. Cool. It's, it's, I was looking at, a, for whatever reason, it was a documentary that popped up on my YouTube channel, but it was about the uh, CIA uh, uh, catchers that use the C-130 with the Y kind of, they get the, the hooks on the front of the plane. That'd be kind yeah. of fun to try. Yeah, hmm. that'd be cool. Or even if you can get like those, um, what are they, the Osprey, the, v, the V-22s? Yes. Yeah. Get get two of get two of them to try and hook up and do some air flight, air flight refueling. That'd be cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's, how, who's going to do it? How many people are already uh, purchasing their toy trucks and parachute packages and, and getting them set up to drop out the back oh, of yeah. it? Huh? That would be cool too. <laughs> tanks, toy tanks, and jeeps, and open the hatch. And oh, I reckon, I, Andre, well, that I think that, the best thing would be like two rockets. Rockets, yeah, the the like, yeah, yeah. That, that's what that that would be cool. But the C one thirty, it's one of those airplanes. We know it's going to have a cult following now. We know how popular it is getting, and as soon as we can release that, that's what we want. We want that out to the community, and I want to fly it. I, I, you know, I want to have a few of them actually. So I'm like, wow. do that, get a little collection of C one thirties. It's um, yeah. So yeah, that that's where we're at with the C one thirty. So. All those guys who are worried about how soon it's going to be, it's going to be very, very soon. It won't be that far away now, so we're very excited. So that's where we're at with the awesome. C-130. Uh, Steve, I got, I got a quick little story I wanted to share with you. Uh, a while back, actually, it was supposed to be for Flight Fest. We did a little um, Hobby King slash RC After Hours giveaway. And I was actually, even though I was very, very hesitant of giving away my own personal uh, BF-109, uh, went to one yeah. of our great Patreon customers, Andrew Summer, and just happened to be that he lives fairly close here in Columbus. And I got busy, and um, I was we were I was on the fence, of actually going to drive the plane down to him because it was probably going to be cheaper than actually shipping the plane down to him. And anyway, it got to the point where I was like, "Man, I got to get this thing going." And I he hauled around enough to we're like, "You know what? 
forget that. I'm going to buy Andrew a brand new spanking in the box plane, and I'm going to ship gonna it to him. I was going to ask about that because when I saw that, it's still like, here. Wait, you didn't ship this? So I, <laughs> I, I actually physically ordered it and got in contact with Andrew. Andrew told him, you know, I got a brand new plane. You're not going to get our beat up one here that's been in the studio, and uh, it's going to send it to you. And he's like, um, I'll be honest. He goes, I have no problem. I love the plane, but where I fly and and the space I have, he said it'd be really, really tough with that BF 109. He says, honestly, something like a Durafly Tundra. I guess he he's really been wanting a, a Tundra. He said would be the ultimate. Yeah. So, real quick, I. Hop back online. I got the uh, order canceled. They credited me the money. I turned around. I ordered him a Tundra, and he's going to be getting it this Tuesday, and awesome. he is absolutely ecstatic. Oh, oh that is great. So Great um, story. Yeah. Yeah, that's – um. well, it is the, you know, one of the most popular airplanes ever made, RC planes, oh, oh, I think. RC plane, can I quote? Can I say that? Is it the most popular RC plane ever made? Um, I, I will say when we went to order it, everything but the green one was out of stock. And I go, is yeah. the green one okay? He's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> if it's a Tundra, that's fine. So we got him the green one. But all the other colors that were well, let's, awesome. Let's, so he's totally yeah. excited about this. Yeah, thing. That, yeah that, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's really good news. That's fantastic. I'll have to um, – I might have to do something special because we've got something coming up very soon with the Tundra, which is pretty cool. But I can't say what it is just yet. But I might shoot you over a set. And he can Ooh. give them to him. He might, yeah, we'll, we'll work something out. I'll talk, okay. I'll talk to you guys later about it. But that's um, something special we can do with the Tundra. That, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, so um, uh, what have we got? So we released the new Comet, the Japanese Shashui. Yes. I, I wanted to pronounce it. That's perfect. I wanted to talk a little bit about that because, for one, I yep. absolutely had no idea the Japanese had – uh, something similar to the comet, and my other thing was, you talked just a, a little bit ago about you know other different planes, you know Japanese or German planes generally don't sell as good or whatever. But yeah. me looking at this Mitsubishi, I absolutely love the color scheme. I think it's a lot better than you know the comet as far as visibility and everything. So for me, I I don't really care who whether it's Russian, German, Japanese, whatever. I really like the color of this, you know, the scheme of this plane, and I yeah. would buy this one over the Comet. So I'm curious to see, do you think, you know, this plane itself, even though it's a Mitsubishi Japanese uh, plane, with that yeah. bright color scheme, you think it's going to do better than the Comet? Well, the Comet's always done really well, <clears throat> and we've had the Comet for a while now, and, and you know, it's different. It's, you know, it was either plain white when we had it and then we had it camouflaged and we had it as a kit. Mm -hmm. So it, we've always had it in, in, on, in our inventory. Um, the red one came along and it was a new color scheme and that was one of the first ones that I, I did the announcement with actually. So it was a little bit of history there. Um, and it, it was very successful. It was a bright color, even though when you flew it, it sort of blended into a, into a dark color. So it was a little bit hard to see when it got away from you because the comet's very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wanted to do a different scheme, and I found this scheme, which was actually the scheme itself is is in essence a what if. It's not oh, an actual okay. color scheme. That the the only one that actually did make it. It's uh, there's one actually in the in, in the US, which is in a museum over there. I don't know whereabouts because it moves around a fair bit. Mm -hmm. 
but it it, it was in a oh, I can't remember what museum it was in, but it's a orange comet, which is uh, has a different nose to the to the German one, and was actually tested by the Japanese, and then later on captured by the US after it was um, um, Japan surrendered, oh. and this actual scheme that's on the comet now is um, a scheme that was a what if test scheme but the factories were bombed by the beach by, by the US and everything inside it was lost so it's a bit of a could have been what if maybe scheme but yeah. we, we tested the the all orange one and it was very similar to the to the to the red one where it just formed into the sky and disappeared but with the silver mm-hmm. it had that completely different like it, it flashed in the sky and you got to see your orientation was then worked out yep so we decided to go with the silver one. So, and it's uh, it's working okay. We haven't actually released it as in a video yet for the promotion yet, which mm-hmm. will come very soon, because we're currently running our our um, sizzling hot sale at the moment, which is doing really well. So there's another thing as well, guys. So make sure you jump onto the tail end of the sale. The sale's nearly finished. I think got a couple of days to go. Um, so we're currently got a few things on offer. So when 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 this sale finishes, then obviously we'll start to to then release the, the you'll see the comet as a video, and then we'll do the T twenty eight. So they're the two releases that are that are, but the but the actual um, Shishui has now been released and is yes. for the for people to buy. But we're just waiting for those videos to come up, which will come up in the next few weeks gotcha. so after the sale. So we just don't want to sort of um, concentrate. A new product when there's a sale on, because obviously people are interested in the sale. We release a new model and then it gets lost in the sale. So that's where we're at yeah. that one. Yeah, makes sense. And the cool thing is, is uh, like your your original one uh, still has the option to put the rocket in the back. Mike, have you you've seen yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yep. That you is can cool. Still put the little C-class rocket in the back, and you can still run a, an ignition source off your receiver. Mm-hmm. As the old one, um, where we fly, we're not allowed to use rockets or any sort of um, uh, propulsion other than electric. So we're sort of limited on what we can do. Um, we were going to do it at a different location, but it never worked out. So we had some really bad weather coming up the last couple of weeks. We had a lot of high wind and rain. Not so much rain, sorry, high wind, and, and we're in a drought at the moment in Australia, believe it or not. Um, yeah. Uh, and. Um, so yeah, that that's um, yeah. It was up to yeah. So the Shishui ready to go. It's just waiting for that release. The video is actually quite hilarious because the song in the video is turning Japanese by the Vapors, <laughs> which is pretty funny. So we've that is fantastic. That the, yeah, so it's um yeah. That is and great. That's a good thing about it is yeah. We've had the opportunity to, to um. You know, and we've copped a little bit of flack over the spit. The sea fire was one that you know was a what if color scheme. And, oh yeah, and, you know, it's a great plane. It it's a uh, fantastic thing to fly. It shows up nice. It flies predictably. You land it well. Yeah, it's um, yeah, and and it uh, it flies fantastic. I mean, it's a great airplane. That's it's you know Tom Hunt's design. We all know about Tom Hunt. He's, he's awesome in what he does, and um, we're very, very lucky to work with Tom with that airplane. And um, to bring it out in a, in a what-if colour scheme, it was one of those things. And now um, this one here as well, you know, the guys are, you know, you're know, you, you you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't in some cases. But anyway, we'll um, 
you know, we're, we're happy with the way that the Seafire sold. It's very, very popular. And hopefully the Comet, when it's released, will do the same thing. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's we've changed a few colour schemes. Uh, the Comet, we didn't really change anything in the airframe at all except for the new cockpit. It has a new design cockpit to give it that original look for because it had a different canopy than the um, than the German Comet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's what we've done there. So there's no real upgrades as such to the motor. I mean, it, you know, if, if, it, if, it, if it's not broken, don't fix it sort yep. of thing with that aeroplane. We just decided that it needed a new compression like a new fresh scheme and yeah so i chose that one and there we have it so that's where we are with the, with the comment i think that's a fan i think that's going to be a winner and also our good friend uh of the show adam drain he's a expert on yep. everything yep. airplanes uh says that uh in the u.s he thinks it's at the plains of fame in chino which i believe I'd be chino, out. yes yeah yep. so and I, I think it i think it's over there with i think there's a japanese 262 as well mm-hmm. is that so that's um yeah which is a, a different shape 262 they, they made some modifications to it so yeah but cool uh um i don't know if you could tell us if um i know the bonanza is coming out here fairly soon i'm excited about that because i have time in a bonanza f33 it's always been one of my favorite planes it's kind of like the the porsche of uh, civil aviation and um you know is it gotten into any other other hands or is or maybe it's it's waiting for your big show in europe uh but i was just wondering you know being a belly lander i'm kind of excited about it uh i was just wondering what kind of feedback if any you have on the bonanza yeah, we had some, you know, some guys saying, you know, it needs to be bigger, it needs retracts, and it needs this, it needs that. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the the I suppose its philosophy is that that um, we want it to be that entry level, but still have the quality that goes along with Durafly. So we use spare parts and you know ball link connections, plug and fly, pre-assembled. You know, it's a simple build, um, and has that ability just to be thrown around and have a lot of fun with a small aeroplane but still have that quality mm-hmm. so that, that's where we're at so price point is going to be good it's going to fly well and it's going to be practical for guys that want to basically get out of the car and we've written on the box throw it and show it which is a lot of fun yeah and that's what it's about it just it's a simple plane which works really really well so um that's actually nearly in all warehouses so expect a release from that pretty soon as well so that's very very soon as well so oh fantastic and comes in the box all you need to do is glue the tail surfaces on screw the bottom of the wing on plug in your receiver and you're ready to go oh wow basically even the the nose cone and the propeller are pre-installed no kidding so it's yeah so we've it's um out of the box it's ball link connections click it on glue your t- the, 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 the longest part is actually gluing the tail on hmm. which is in a two piece you know and obviously just setting up your receiver and away you go yeah takes up to a 2200 three cell battery so you're looking at a 1600 three cell works perfectly or you can go all the way up to a 2200 because you know 2200 three cells are a lot smaller than they used to be and a lot lighter as well yeah so and and it um, performs really well on even down to a 1300 you can still get some nice 
decent flight time out of it. Uh, wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, quick question, curiosity-wise, uh, I know it's a belly lander, so is it a two-bladed yep. prop, or does it actually have the three-bladed kind of scale prop on it? It's got a 7x5 propeller, which is a um, Aerostar propeller, which is the APC-style propeller. Okay. So it's a... So simple yep. two bladed, nice. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. Simple two bladed and it's got cheap like a, prop too, right? So yeah. it's like it's easy to swap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's um, I mean, we had this issue with with guys flying the EFX races and saying that they've broken propellers, and I mean, but as soon as you cut the throttle, the propeller gets out of the way and it just belly lands, and there's no problem. You can take off again. Yep. Change yeah. the battery. It's um the problem that you have is the guys that land with a bit of throttle and yeah. cut the throttle and that sort of stuff. But anyway, it's I mean, they. It's eventually going to, you know. I've got an EFX which has got the same propeller I've had since we did the original video back when, and it's still running perfectly fine with the same propeller. So yeah, I don't know. Bad luck, I suppose. You might break the propeller, but it's a. I think it's. A, I think it's two dollars sixty for the propeller. So I mean, yep. yeah, it's it's nice and cheap. Now, the only time I've ever destroyed a prop on a racer or anything like that's on takeoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a little bit I'm of ice. I, I think a little bit of ice. Didn't you have the EFX racer? You had a little bit of uh, ice damage there and the dead of winter yeah. or something. Just a little. Just a little. Just, huh? just, yeah. yeah, just a little. Yeah. But saying, so going along with the Bonanza is the Buffalo, which you guys have might have seen, which is the the new buffalo which is coming along as well mm-hmm. and that's it's in the same sort of vein so you see so looking at um you know like a under a meter wingspan you know runs on a 2200 three cell or smaller and has that you know easy bolt together a little bit of glue finished and it flies really really well out of the box and that's a similar sort of style of airplane in that in the buffalo which is i'm just designing the box art now so that's not that far away either so we're looking at yeah, production nearly finished with the Buffalo. So it'll be the Bonanza than the Buffalo. Speaking of box art, do you do all the designing of the, the box art? I mean, your box is like, I'm looking at the uh, Bushmule box right in front of me here. I mean, they are fantastic. Like, I have them displayed in the studio because they, they look so good. Yeah, originally, like, um, the... There's a couple that we've done. I mean, we've got an art team as well, which help us out with that. So I give them a brief, and then we we work backwards and you know back and forth together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the bush meal itself was um, we wanted to do something that was you know you know it had represented, and that's an actual photo of the bush meal that we used. Uh huh. That was taken. You know, it was, and it's you can actually see some of the dirt on the plane and that sort of stuff in the, in the actual drawing. So yeah. It's, yeah, so then we go backwards and forwards, and a couple of, you know, the Spitfire was was one that I wanted to do, the Seafire. So it, originally it was a Corsair that was taking off from a carrier, and it was an, it was an, a piece of aviation art that somebody had done, and it was beautiful, and I just wanted to, you know, to, to replicate that. So then we got Spitfire, we took a photo of it, we sent it to our art team, and then they sort of drew it up and kind of backwards and forwards a few times. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's, it's something that I really enjoy doing, the box art, even though some guys, you know, throw it away. But it's, it's um, well, I like it. I enjoy the, the, the different artworks that you can put on. As a kid, I remember plastic models and saving the box art. Mm-hmm. I remember doing that and having all these cut-out box arts in my bedroom because <clears throat> I was a nerd. But I, you know, and, and 
and and I do it now. Like every box art that I've done, I've cut out and it's at my desk. That is cool. Yeah, yeah. So and the 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 big the big Spitfire. I think I've shot over Andre a picture of the big Spitfire box art, which is um, which is pretty cool. And the the new C one thirty is um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool as well. Wow. C one thirty is a C one thirty. You can do any photo. Like as a kid, I remember the C one thirty Airfix C one thirty box, and I think it had like parachutes, and it was extracting something out the back and flying <laughs> really low, and I just I wanted to do that picture, but I couldn't do it. So I've got another one, which is it's actually a friend of mine has taken the photo, and I've used that photo and made it look as though it's in motion. So it's yeah, that that um the photo you're going to see on the front of the C one thirty is a friend of mine who took that photo. So that's pretty nice. Cool. See, it's even the like the box art or the, the story behind how the box you know there's it's just cool. You know, it's not just they threw something on there and ship it out. Like a lot of work goes in just to the, just the box. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Looks and sharp. yeah, and, and and that was um you know back to the to the days when when Stu was there and and he did I remember the P forty box art I don't remember the P forty box art but it was you know it looked hand drawn a lot of effort went into that to that box art and that, that's something that we wanted to do from from you know the box art has always been a I mean we had the the EFX racer or the EFX then the EF extra. The Sidewinder and the uh, Tomahawk all have got a similar sort of style with their box art where it's black and white and it has that sort of racy edge to it. Mm-hmm. And, and that'll flow on to the to the next line, like the EFX racers coming back out again, and that'll have the same box art. And then we've got another aeroplane coming out, which is going to have the same sort of theme as that because it is one of those racing type of aeroplanes. Yep. And then there's another one after that, which is the same sort of theme, and it's going to have the same, you know, style of box art. So that that box art will run through with the Durafly, and obviously with Avios, it's black and white. So then we've got the black and white theme going with it. So it's, yeah, it's 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 good fun to be able to be to be to see it. It's like the aeroplanes itself. Like you you imagine this aeroplane, then you see it come to life in front of your eyes. It, it's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, that is a a good question. I guess I could ask real quick. Uh, we got a comment on it. it says keep box art simple and reduce costs. Uh, they go in the recycle bin anyway. Now, see, I'm I'm the opposite. Like, I'm kind of like you, Steve. Even even you know, I could cut cut like if if you got a workshop or something, cut the box part out or or yeah. you know, hang it up on the wall. But does that actually putting that much effort in? Does that actually add to the cost of the airplane? No. There you go. <laughs> not not worth the the cost is not that ma- I mean the only cost it's going to cost us is our time and effort mm-hmm. in regards to our art team and, and my time so I suppose you know the amount of time that we put into it you know it's it's part and parcel of the design of the product um, I suppose it's the same as if, if um, Apple were to design a product and bring it out in a white box I mean they bring it out in a white box anyway but if yeah. they were to bring it out in a plain box um, some it's like our graphene, for instance, our graphene batteries. I can remember when I first, before I was a, a worker at, uh, before I worked at Hobby King, I ordered a graphene battery, and it was a twenty two hundred three cell. And when it came in this black box, I opened it up, and I always tell the story yeah. about. And I kept it in that box because I thought it was a premium product. I had the Apple experience of opening up this battery, and I thought this is just the best battery in the world. Yeah. And I suppose that's the same sort of thing, and that's what we wanted to do with the graphene because it is a premium product. 
and mm-hmm. Durafly and Avios are our premium brand. So why not give the customer that that experience of opening up a product which has that quality feel? So that's the reason why we have the box arts with Durafly and Avios. With H King, we don't, you know, particularly it's a white box. Mm-hmm. Not to say we don't care about the product, but it's um, yeah. So that's the reason why we have it. So, yeah. That's good, good. So keep it up. I like it. I don't care what they say. Oh. and and it, it keeps me gainfully employed. So that, that's good. I'm happy as well. <laughs> we'll keep good. Going. All right. Sorry, I got off topic, but I was just sitting here staring. I was curious about that. Anyway, go on. There's probably more planes that uh, you know you want to talk about. Some secret stuff, maybe. I don't know. Oh well, H King. We released the um, the Sky Sword seventy millimeter Sky Sword. Yes, um, in pink. We, we, Mike, pink. We, I had no thanks. Yes, no thanks. Come on, leave that one for the ladies. No, <laughs> I'll fly it. I'll fly the I'm, pink one. If I get one of those, I'm putting on my pink shirt, putting no. on my pink helmet, and I'm flying it. No. Yes. No. I don't. Well, you're going to be flying it from the other end of the field. You're going to look like a dot from my perspective. No. Thanks, everybody. Poor Mike. No, so no, the, the 70 mil Sky Swords really spent, you know, like I've seen some guys put them on 6S and they look fantastic. Um, How and, do you see it on you know, 6S? <laughs> it looks fantastic. I wouldn't even be able to. Whew, gone. Uh, well, we actually we actually tested it on on success, and then uh, we tested it on four. And the reason why we released it on four was was for um, the the cost for the customer to then run that airplane. Success batteries are more expensive than four S batteries. Yeah, the performance out of the airplane was still good on four S. It wasn't dynamic. It wasn't like I mean, sorry, I'll take that back. It wasn't blistering speed, but it still had enough energy and everything else to get you out of loops and rolls and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, landing and takeoff speeds were reduced dramatically with Forex. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, you, you can you can get this thing to land like really slow. Hmm. Like, um, I've seen it. I've seen the guys. We were flying it around in, in the the Netherlands event, and they were scraping the flaps on the ground when they were doing low passes and wow. that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, the, these guys had them dialed in so sweet, and it was it was good to see. But um. Yeah, I've seen guys, and now they're flying them on, on 6S, and 6S is all fun and fast and everything else, which is cool. But 4S is, I mean, they're not super quick, but they're faster than, say, a vampire on 4S, so mm-hmm. they're still quick. Yeah. Um, is this to say that we're not looking at bringing out a 6S next? <laughs> I, I think it's on the card, maybe. Wow. No, no. And, and, and the yellow is selling, oh, actually... I think the yellow was selling better than the pink, and now the Dang pink it. have got a bit more ground. So the pink yes. are roughly 50. So I think they're selling on par with each other at the moment. So yes. we better buy some of the non pink ones quick. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that result. Now, I'm, I'm curious to know about the Sky Sword. Just looking at it and everything, it, it's to me, I'd love to fly one. I think it, they're awesome looking. Like, one of the best looking jets out there, but on the other side, it looks very intimidating. Like, man, I don't know, this thing just looks like it's going to be a handful, hard to see. So, how, how's the perception or the the feedback coming on the? Uh, nah, like they they they're like the ninety mil one. They look as though they're going to bite really bad and they're mm-hmm. going to be a really terrible flyer, but they actually fly really really well, surprisingly well. 
if you have a look at, I think it's essential. Uh, Lee Schofield of Essential RC, he did a video of the Sky Sword, and his f- slow flight and landings and everything were just uh, like unreal. Like it's like wow, it really shows. I think it gets off the ground at about fifteen feet. And wow. It's like huh? it's not meant to do that, and <laughs> yeah, so it's um, yeah, it flies really really well. We were you know pleasantly surprised when we first got it. The big one, we were like, wow, this thing, you know, flies. Why does it fly so well? It's so odd looking. It shouldn't yes. fly well. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's my, like, you know, yeah. you just got to fly this thing full throttle because if That's you, the lot, yeah, the way it looks, you're like, but so there you have it, folks. Heard it right from Steve. Yeah, you uh, can. If, if you're interested in you like the looks of this jet and everything, it's, you know, not that intimidating. It's, you know, you got a little bit it's of experience. Not at all. It's, it's probably a second, a second EDF. You know, mm-hmm. like if, if I was to, and, and and they fly, but they're very, very benign. You know, like the, the characteristics are. I mean, it's the stalls are. They just doesn't happen. It's just really weird. And so it's um, it actually once you get the center of gravity sorted out, it's and I fly a little bit tail heavy, but mm-hmm. it, it flies, it flies not shouldn't fly that way, but it does. So it's cool. It's very, very cool. That's funny. Tom made a good comment. It's like the pink Batmobile. <laughs> the yeah. long nose. Yeah. <laughs> I think I told you guys the story about what we did to the nose one time, but I think that was off air, so I can't repeat that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Um, so the next um, the next release, like I said, is the T28, and I think, Andre, you've got one right next to you. Yes. Right there. Look at there that. You go. What a mm-hmm. coincidence. Look at that. Look at that. It's not the, built. Yeah. That's my fault. I should have had that bad boy done, but it. Uh, I got busy in the weekend. But yeah, here, here's the fuselage. Oh, I just love the paint, man. Uh, that's. Uh, so, is this a true? Is this another fictional one, or is this one that's uh, legit? No, that that's. Um, it was. There's a little badge on the side there, which is the uh, aviation centennial, yeah, and that actually. Um, did the air show circuit in that scheme? So it's it's been around for a while in that color scheme. The only thing that's not legit is the name on the cockpit. <laughs> that's the only thing that's not legit. Everything else is is. And it is. It's 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 legit enough, man. You've got some you've got some creative control there. Yeah, but but we've actually done this one, and and the wait till you see the the promo clip for this one. It is pretty cool. It's very American and very cool. <laughs> so, um, we're, we're, it's uh, Team USA all the way with this one. It's pretty cool. But I know it. Yeah. Um, Holy. And, and this is the this this one here is the T twenty. You can see the name on the side there. Yep. Can you see it? Yeah. Yep. So that's that's my son. So that that's the the Oliver's my son, and so I've given him a name on the side of an airplane because he he bugged me to do it. So that that's is great. Great. Yeah. And it, when oh. we did that with the seat. Yeah, we did that with the Seafire, and we've done that with this, and it's good fun to, to put that little bit of personality with our airplane, so we really enjoy it. It's cool. Steve, question. I'm really surprised that you don't have a pilot figure in there. Was there a reason behind that on this one? Yeah, the T-28 cockpit, um, if you just bring it back again, Andre. Yep. You can actually see inside the cockpit we've enlarged the front instrument panel. Okay. And really – and that is set up for a pan and tilt FPV camera. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. So yep. that, 
the 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 uh, marines or the yellow one that we did before was the same. Mm-hmm. And it was it's just based for an NFPV cockpit. So that's the reason why there's no scale detail inside the cockpit. It's ah. a FPV pan and tilt setup for a cockpit. So that's what we've done there. Um, how many guys will fly this FPV? Hopefully everyone that buys it because flying this in that immersed FPV feeling is so much fun. Yes. When, you know, you get to look out over the wing and see the blue wing fly. It's oh, like you're doing an awesome. aircraft, you know. I can only yeah. imagine and that, that. That would be the perfect plane to fly FPV because I've never really flown a bad flying T twenty eight Trojan ever. They're just fantastic. So you can just enjoy the flying. flying in the visual yeah. aspects without worrying about the tent bad tendencies. Yeah, of of that, that would be areas. fun for sure. Andre, when are you setting um, that up? <laughs> uh, probably this afternoon. <laughs> ah. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's funny because. Um, my, I think I flew my old Park Zone T28 last year, mm-hmm. and it flew. I mean, this this plane is so beat up. I bought it, and it was in multiple pieces used from one of the other pilots, and it's so beat up, and it flies. You know, one wing's always mm-hmm. drooping down because it's. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I just wow. It's like this thing needs to be retired. So this is really good timing. Um, so it's. Uh, I'm. I'll have to see. I'm kind of curious to see if the props from the old model. Because uh, mm-hmm. I have the – so my old T-28 is a park zone basic, but I've got the power system from the Hobby King in it, right? Uh, so I've got the prop and everything. So I'm going to yep. see if those if those seat up correctly or not because uh, if they do, then I've got a bunch of props at my disposal. So we'll see. We'll see. If not, no big deal. Order some spares. Maybe retire that old poor beat-up T-28. It's I in the see it in the back, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 had, it's had its days, so – uh, it's kind of curious. Uh, I'm kind of curious, actually, Steve, if you guys have considered doing a, you know, a, a T20, a more basic version of this. I mean, this aircraft has got the bells and whistles with the retracts, the yeah, air brake, and the flaps. Yeah, this one was the so it's the version two that we called of the original T28, which you remember we did a while back, and then we did the yellow one. Mm-hmm. And this one has all those features. So it has the you know the scale retracts with the gear doors. It's got the flaps. It's got the air brake. Oh, wow. It has three-bladed scale propellers with the scale motor at the front. Originally, we when we did it, it was um, it's one of the most scaled, oh, I think, of all the Durafly models. Oh, it's, it's close with all the bells and whistles and everything that works and operate and the scale prop and everything else. Um, to... Yeah, with, with Jurify, we always like to do that next level. So yeah. with this one in particular, we did the we did the, um, the 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 air brake, and then we did all the other scale features plus the FPV cockpit. So that that was the next thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I don't know to to backdate it wouldn't do it justice. I mean, hey, I know it. And, I and actually, thinking back now, I'm like to that question is like, well, you you've got two other belly landers coming out so you're, yeah. you're pretty yeah and there you go and and you've got your big line for training it's 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 funny I'll, I'll i'll sidetrack but i had a good close friend who's a wing pilot come back and say you know what i'm i need to work on my line of sight do you recommend a bixler and i'm like yep that's that's if you need to you know get your line of sight flying up you know there are plenty of belly landers right so yes 
I think we've got another five belly landers coming, Andre. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go, um, Chris. Yes. Belly lander. They need to do a beer belly lander. Okay. Like with a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. More cushions. Two side <laughs> tanks. Cushions you know, for the so landing. <laughs> Absorb Come in with the two side tanks. There you go. Mm. Oh. <laughs> beer belly lander. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, like the next the next belly lander would be after the the, um, the bonanza is going to be the next rendition of the EFX racer. So oh, yes, V two. Oh, yeah. So the original the, the yeah. original EFX racer is 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 back with a different color scheme, obviously, and a new power supply. So basically, we've I think we've spoken about this before, but we've basically got the EFX running gear and put it into the EFX racer fuselage and wing. And that now gives us, yeah, a, a, a faster, a, fla- a faster aeroplane in the straight, but not in the corners. So, if you wanted to compare the two, the EF extra, yeah, the EF extra is actually faster in and around bend, mm-hmm. but the EF extra is faster flat out. So it makes mm. for a pretty good race because in the corners, you what what you have, you know, your, your less speed for the straight and level. The, the corners make up, so it's, it's a pretty good race. We, we we've done it, so it works well. Nice. <laughs> you can do that. Nice. So that um, and, and that's obviously nearly it. Um, that's very very soon as well. So that that's going to be up very very soon as well. So. Mm. Andre, uh, uh, real quick, you know the T twenty eight was probably absolutely one of my favorite airplanes and that's you know the original park zone i've talked about a million times before that's actually brought me back into the hobby when you know i got frustrated with it but looking at that it i might have to check into this new t28 with all the bells and whistles because that was one of the very few airplanes here where we fly now obviously everybody knows we basically fly off a rough grass but the t28 was one of the few warbirds that could slow down enough and we could actually do touch and goes in the parking lot with that. It was, you know, especially if you got like a 10 yeah. mile an hour, you know, uh, wind, you know, coming it's in a headwind, yeah. that thing would slow down enough. You could do touch and goes and come down over the school. And it's always Real been, yes, that, that plane was just always fun. You could come around, bank, drop the flaps, put it in. and It had to look pretty cool doing that. And it looked right. good. So I might have to check into a new T-28 because that was one of my, always has been one of my favorite airplanes for sure. Cool. I was never big yeah. on the tricycle gear. but you Oh, I love the tricycle gear. Yeah. No, I, I actually, I like you know, and the tricycle gear, honestly. It's forgiving, isn't it? Yeah, because flying off the grass, you didn't have it. It didn't flip over like sure. a normal Warbird. That's sure. another reason why I always like the the t28 so all right steve sorry go ahead <laughs> no no you're right uh the, the the next one we can talk about is the big spitfire okay that's, um, big spitfire. that's been you know the, the big spitfire has been around for a while now we've everyone's waiting for the big spitfire to come it was yep. after the grand Sandra bill decker wherever you are he yeah, asked a question he's here <laughs> yeah you know he's um he, he you know he put a lot of pressure on us with the uh with the Grand Tundra, finally Bill Decker says, "I just saw that." Thank you, Bill. <laughs> it's, um, it's 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 definitely it's de- it's definitely on the way. There is no conspiracy theory. It hasn't been dropped. It's still here. All that sort of stuff. So we're actually um, neat fair. There's, there's um, uh, Tom Hunt's going to have both of them on display. Mm. So that that's very very exciting. 
and also the team in the US have got both of them on display. The team in the UK is going to have both of them on display for the UK event. And they're actually box art to finish. They're ready to be done and shipped. And we're, all we're doing is just, there's no delay. All we're doing is just playing the waiting game as we always do with these products because we've got shipping involved now. So as soon as they come out, trust me, they're going to be for sale. Everyone's <laughs> going to get them. These things fly fantastic. Um, it's, a, it's a Spitfire. We've all spoken about this before, how much I love Spitfires. They are the best airplane ever made by anybody. And this one is fantastic. So well, it's, it's definitely coming on the way. I can cross that one off my list now and I can go to the next one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually working. I'm working off a list in case I get tired. That way I don't stray. So we're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, another question about the Spitfire. Now we know uh, this was something you know S- Stuart was very passionate about, and he literally has this thing down to the last you know rivet. Are you guys going to watch this to see how popular it is or how this thing sells for maybe down the road? You're like, wow, we got to do another something of, you know, getting that much detail. You know, uh, obviously it's going to be a little bit more money because of what you guys have done as far as detail and everything and size. But is this something you're going to keep a close eye on to see if maybe you're going to do another one down the road? Yeah. My, my thing is always to try and have a compromise. Like, obviously, you want to have that scale detail and you want to have that next level. Mm-hmm. But there also has to be a compromise between functionality right. and usability and how it works and production as well. So there's different factors that we have to take into account. This one's been a, a bit of a test for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's been an interesting uh, project to get on the tail end of and, and to jump on and 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 to, to work on it and it's um yeah but as as far as the scale goes with avios we're always going to have that product now i think that's going to have that scale detail or that next level or something that's going to be of interest so the yeah i mean we're we're pretty certain that it's going to go okay for us in regards to sales and in regards to the response from the community because it is a cool plane it, it is the best-looking Spitfire that's ever been made in foam, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, obviously, the the mark, the the eleven hundred millimeter was was good looking, but this is fourteen hundred and fifty millimeter and the same. So there's no reason why it can't be the best-looking one. Um, <laughs> just say that out loud. Um, <laughs> but that's, I mean, I'm a Spitfire fan, and I've yeah. got nearly. Every Spitfire made by every company, and and I've I've looked at them all, and, and I can pretty much say that as far as scale goes, this is nearly exactly right. So there's wow. obviously a few things that we that have to be changed because yeah. to make them fly. But yeah, it's um, it's 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 awesome. Now, when when you guys start to get into this, and you you know you kind of get it fi- uh, somewhat finalized or know what you're going to do, is that a harder process as far as mold wise to get them small little intricate details, you know, in the mold, right. And is that an extra cost to do that? Yeah, there's obviously, if there's changes involved that we do after the fact, then mm-hmm. obviously that's, a, that, that comes down to a mold change. So then it's going to be, you know, and then, then it's that compromise of, do we change it in the mold or do we wait and release it? And then, you know, sort of fix it the next time we do an aeroplane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it might be the it might not have worked out 
and then it comes to mold and then we're like, oh, do we delay it another month? Do we right. delay it another three months, 90 days before we get that fixed again? Yeah. So there's little things that, that come through. And obviously, like I said before, it's a compromise on scale and functionality as well. Yes. Like there's some airplanes out there that I'd love to do. Like I'd love to do a Wellington, but in foam, a Wellington and trying to get those ribs right down uh-huh. the side and on the, on the it's not going to work. It's uh-huh. going to look terrible. Gotcha. So. I don't want to, and, and my grandfather flew in the Wellingtons. The last thing I want to do is dishonor him, so uh. <laughs> it's not going to. But, um, yeah, I mean, like the C-130, for instance, like we had to compromise on the Fowler flap on the outboard of the flaps because they the thickness of the wing isn't enough mm. to put that flap in and to make it functional. But mm-hmm. to give it flat, make it work, we've done like a semi-Fowler flap, and that works. It, it, it functions as a, as a flap. It looks similar to the inboard Fowler flaps, but isn't a Fowler flap. So there's those compromises that have to be done through all those different stages of testing. Um, the gear, the, the rear door on the C-130, you know, we've only got the bottom section that opens, the top section doesn't go up to, let, you know, to give you more space for a vehicle to come out and that sort of stuff. But it's a compromise we had to do to make it still work and and ease on production. It's only one servo that works rather than having two and a gear or something like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, One of our good friends, Fred Provost, just jumped on. He has just literally been dying for the C-130. So, Fred, I'm sorry to say the C-130 has been delayed probably another six months. So you're just going, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding, Fred. <laughs> kidding. Uh, we're probably looking at maybe another six or eight weeks, Fred. So, uh Save up your money, buddy. It's coming. That's it. And it's coming. It's coming as one of the pink angels. So Fred's, cool. Fred's will be pink. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, hilarious. So I know. So then, I mean, and that's, and then obviously with with um, talking back to the Sky Swords with H King, we've got some new products coming through with H King as well, which is going to be really cool. Some nice, you know, civilian planes and some other stuff that Ian's been working on because Ian's actually looking after that that the H King brand. Mm-hmm. We work together, but Ian's the actual brand manager for that product. And um, yeah, so there's some new things and some exciting things coming out with H King as well, which is pretty cool. And Kingcraft, we'll yes, you'd mentioned that one. So yes, King Kingcraft is is um, it's a difficult one. Kingcraft, it's um, you know the the, the composite, you know the the timber. ARFs and that sort of stuff. It's um, it's a difficult market. We want to make sure that we get things extremely right when it comes to the to the timber models and and the ARFs. So there's um, no delays <laughs> if you want to say that because people will say there's zero delay. We there, there's a lot of airplanes coming in production and there's a few things that are going to be pretty exciting in Kingcraft. So that's Kingcraft. Um, what's what else we got? The Albatross. Oh, the Albatross. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Albatross was an airplane that we released um, and showed at the at the uh, NL event or the uh, Hobby King Live EU event. Mm-hmm. And um, it was flying there and someone took a video of it. That uh, was a pre- uh, that, that would have been a mold sample or one of the first ones that we've had come out of the mold. So we're still a little bit of time away from that one there to get that one right. So there's a few little things that we're going to change on there, uh-huh. and it's it's back again at the um, UK event. So if you want to go and have a look at it, it's going to be on display. But as far as um, when is it due? When's it coming out? Let's just say after the C130 and after the Spitfire. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But no, the, the Albatross flies extremely well. It's actually got way too much power, if you believe that or not. But on 4S, it does it it, it does hammerhead duck stalls, and it shouldn't happen out oh of my a gosh. boat. It has unlimited vertical, and it'll do knife edge inverted. It's ridiculous. It's 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 so much power. It's probably overpowered, but it's fun. Which is good when you're coming off water because you can get on the plane nice and easy and take off. So that's that one there. Yeah, but it's um and it. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It should it should do off snow? It should fly off snow really nicely as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it'll do. It, it'll it'll off um off, off grass. It performs really really well. So off snow, it'd be absolutely fine. There'd be no problems at all. Yes, but that's um. That's about it, I think. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred. Unless you've got some questions coming in. Fred, Fred, listen to us, Fred. We, we've, you know, if you join the program <laughs> when it starts, you, you would find out all this information instead of, you know, hopping in here. Yes, we did get kind of an answer on the C-130. It is almost done with production and inspection and will be on the water soon. So we're talking, you know, six, eight weeks-ish. So it's better than soon, he's like, he's Fred. Like, we'll see. Yeah, it's better than soon. <laughs> <It's> so critical. <laughs> and so. and what I and what I like about the price as well. And I've said this to a couple of guys in the in the, when I was in the Netherlands, and I said to them, it's anywhere between two hundred and six hundred US dollars. <laughs> two and six. That's great. Uh, so it, it falls that it falls into that bracket anyway. So like, and you and might have to put it to the six hundred dollar just because it would fly out the door. The yeah, way. yeah. <laughs> you guys are advertising. You got to limit your uh, yes your abilities but, to make this thing. Wow! But to say it's going to be three to four months, that's not true. Yeah, it's, it's um if if you know, uh, but like with the Spitfire, if we say it's going to be a certain day. Then other people are going to go. You promised it on this day, yes. at two o'clock in the afternoon, and you didn't. You know, you didn't. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I know. And these things, some things are completely out of. Like we had that. I mean, I, I've talked about it a couple of times. But we had some containers that were due. They didn't arrive because there was some tropical cyclone thing that stopped ships from moving in some harbour or something or other, and. We, they didn't get released from their port, so basically it extended the shipping period to 12 weeks, so therefore it kicked it, you know, a fair way up on that particular release. But wow, that's yeah. not what's happening here. We've been pretty open and, and we've spoken to many people on many forums, you know, Facebook, RC groups. Yeah. You guys here, there's plenty of questions that have been thrown around. Well, and add Fred to that loop, so yeah. that stays informed. <laughs> no, look, look I've, I think... You know, I've, I've spoken to Fred on Facebook, and he's very passionate, and, yes. want, and he wants an answer, which is cool because I'm passionate as well. And trust me, right. I want to see this airplane out in the market because I want to see people's faces when they fly. Because we've all, yeah. like I said from the start, everyone has an involvement or an attachment with the C-130, whether or not it's an air show or you've worked on it or whatever it might have been. And everyone wants to fly this airplane oh, around. The so anticipation is yeah. off the hook. And people, I, I give you guys a lot of credit because. You, Cobby King is probably the only that I can think off the top of my head anyway, uh, RC company out there that's really showing, you know, what you guys are doing way ahead of time, you know, giving teasers, showing some, you know, videos or clips or pictures oh, or whatever. Yeah. Like, 
like we we know that we released the Spitfire and so on, you know, and the, and the Bushmule way too early, mm-hmm. and, and that, that was and that that was an error, and yeah. the C one thirty was released when we thought the time was right, and right. it's the time is still okay, and these other aircraft that we're bringing through, you know, where we we know, like I've got one in the works now, which is it's at mould, and no one knows about it, mm-hmm. so. We're not going to tell anyone about this airplane until it's about to be released, and it is a cracker. It Ooh. is so good. That's all I'm going to say about this one. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've got another one which is which is coming through the system, and it is also fantastic. And that's fantastic. Keeping keep cow case. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean. You know, we've, we've got some... Elaborate some on that unusual. fantastic for us, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this actually feeds into a comment that Bill Decker was asking, you know, do you, you know, are you going to be able to sustain your momentum? And I think some of the, some of the conversations we have, you're like, the, you're still working through some of the, you know, the, the, the backlist that you, that you were presented with when yeah, you became like, manager got, of it. Yeah, I've got, I've got, um... Yeah, like the not just the ones that are coming through at the moment, but in uh, say if you want to look at different like rebranding of the older ones as well. Like I've got some some of those that are going to come back through again. Like we did the Mark Twenty Four Spitfire. We've got a few of them coming through. So that um, you know that Durifly did before, and we're going to do you know a, a rebrand, a couple of little changes here and there to make you know obviously color schemes, and then to modernise some of those you know landing gear and some other bits and pieces. So excluding those ones, I think last count there was over 30 aeroplanes in different stages of production. So we're, we're we're extremely busy. We've got a lot on, and it's um it's it's a lot of fun to see these products coming through and, and a constant flow of different aeroplanes coming through. So it's um it's very exciting time still, you know it's um yeah it, it's a lot of fun and to see some of, like when I went over to. Uh, to the factories, and we, we got to test fly some yes. of the new planes. Have you ever talked about that? Yeah, so Ian and myself went over and, and basically went to see our head office in Hong Kong, and then we dropped out to some of the some some of the factories, which is pretty cool. And um, we got to test fly some of our new planes and some of our up and coming stars, and one in particular, which was the first mold test that I got to fly, which is this awesome plane. And um, when, I, when I flew it and I just sort of went like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> so I was pretty excited about it. So, yes, it's, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah good, a good opportunity to see our factory and, and um, you know, to have the conversation with the guys that run the factories over there and to go through some of the new products and, and to, to get some images for you guys as well. We did that with the C-130 and we released those photos. And it's good to see what they're at in different stages of production and what happens. And, and, and for myself, it was a good highlight because it's the first time I'd been there. So that, that was very cool. And, um, yeah, it gave me an appreciation of, of what happens and, and the processes involved. So, like, I, I had an understanding, but to see it firsthand is completely different. So, yes, very exciting. You know, it's funny you bring up a really good point because – even in the last five years, what you guys and some of the other RC manufacturers are doing as far as performance, scale looks, 
you know, everything. You know, a lot of times earlier, Mike, you can even attest, we've talked about like, oh my gosh, $200 for a plane, you know, or people would complain, oh, that's a lot of, when you really sit down and break it down, like, you know, Steve, what you guys do as far as R&D, the time put in, you know, sometimes it takes a year or a year and a half or two years to get a plane finalized and yeah. in production, everything and going over to the factory and seeing the actual process and the work and the, the painting and putting together and shipping and just the whole, whole thing. If you really think about 200 or 250 or even 300, that's really a fantastic price i'm going to say it in steve terms fantastic price if you think about what goes into making an air airplane just a foam airplane i remember when i i i've got a big c theory and i did the the color scheme and everything on it and i did all the the markings and and i sat down and went through all the stencils and did all that and i thought that was so painstaking and so annoying and then when i went to the factory and i saw the factory line and they did that for a few hundred or a few thousand oh. I was like I'm what am I whinging about yeah my one airplane I'm gonna be quiet now you yes know? and covering and covering iron like I've seen these guys that that put the covering the covering on these models and they do it and it's just like an art I do it and I, it takes me forever yes and and these these guys just do it while they're in conversation and I'm like how do you do it so easy so, mm-hmm. but it's I suppose it's all practice makes perfect and they they have all the right tools and all the right equipment, all that stuff. And one thing that blew me away was the paint molds. Actually, how they how they paint the models, which was fantastic. Once mm-hmm. again, I'll say that word. Yeah. It, um, <clears throat> yeah. The the way, you know, I, I've seen it before and I've seen how they how they do it. But then when you actually see it work and how it functions, it's like that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's that's um, interesting considering how many they actually do. So it's yeah, it's it, it's a good eye opener. Right. So we had a question talking more about your travel plans and and what you have anticipating for 2018 and 2019. Yeah, we're obviously we've still got HK Live to do. We don't know. We we're still in in you know early stages for uh, for, for what we're doing next year. So we we obviously we've got the Netherlands, which has been a great success in the last couple of years. So we'll we'll definitely be back there again. Australia is an easy one because we're all based in Australia and our sales and marketing teams all over here. So that's an easy one to do for us as well. Whether or not we do it at the same location, you know, we're, we're always looking for new locations. Um, yeah, so we're we're ready to, uh, to do different things, but what they are, it's out, it's above my pay grade. So I um I just join in the, on on the on the end of it most of the time and and and, and go along the ride and, and enjoy the first, you know. The, the, the atmosphere and and, and and the time that we're away. So, for me to say what we're going to do next year, I really don't know yet. So mm. I'll find out. I'll find out when you find out. I think. So. <laughs> wow. It's um yeah, but um I just saw Bill Decker ask me what's happening with my Fokker triplane. It's in my dad's garage. I haven't seen it for a while, so mm. it probably stay there. I think I've got a tiger moth in between that, so I'm working on a tiger moth. So. Nice. Wow. But as far as um, I think I'm coming to Texas. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Flight fest in think, Texas. But but I think it's a personal trip, so I'm going to make my way over there and maybe come out and say good day. So that's Sweet. Um, a bit of fun. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty exciting. So, but yeah. then again, it depends. I've just bought a monkey bike, so 
Yeah. So you guys are going to buy a monkey bike. It's the best thing you're ever going to do. It's fantastic. It's the best bike ever. So I don't know if you've seen these things. Honda's released the new monkey bike for 2018. Yes. It's a 125cc. Yep, I have seen them. Absolutely. Why is it electric bike? No, no, it's a it's a small. I don't know how you want to put it. Like better oh, than it, a. Is yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like what a, a monkey bike. I got a couple friends really, really interested in. Them. I was just looking at them. Now I'm I'm a motocross guy myself, but it, uh, they said, man, these things are a lot of fun to just get out and tinker around on. Well, it, it's that much. It's that cool. I don't even have a bike license yet. So, but I'm, I'm oh, good luck in attaining in that. Couple. Hopefully, the course isn't as hard as here in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> watching me do that course, it was, if they had that on video, it went viral. I was like a, I was like a clown on a unicycle. <laughs> and when she said I passed, everybody's jaws dropped. Like, how did he just pass? He looked like a freaking idiot going through this course because I didn't put my foot down. I knew that like if you put your foot down, there's more deductions there than you can't recover from. So the whole time I'm not putting my I had my idle high, my visor was fogged. I mean everything that could go wrong. I was just I was like <laughs> with the handlebars, you know, swiping them back and forth, keeping my balance. Oh my gosh. Uh. And other guys that kind of like went in real smooth uh. just put their foot down for a second. Yeah, and they couldn't recover, and I'm like. How did he not pass? Yeah. Like, awesome. And here I am, like, on a, on a unicycle going through here. And she gives me my license. She's Probably like, said, we don't want this guy back. Just like, get him out of here. She even looks. She's like, she's going through the point. She's like, I don't know how, but, <laughs> but you passed. <laughs> See ya. I'm, like, waving at everybody as I'm riding away. <laughs> beep, beep. She's, Later. like, giving me all these outs. This isn't your bike, is it? I'm like, oh, I've had it for six, eight months. This is all I practice on. <laughs> she's like, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I went off on a tangent there, but it definitely was a funny story. Yeah, Fred made a good point. It's an it's an adult size Z fifty. That's that's a yeah. good analogy there, Fred. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think it's for adults. I think it's for us grown up kids. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 those yeah. old bikes, like the fat, were they called fat cats or something? Way oh, back in the with day? the fat. Like yeah, the I know 80s, what you're talking about. Big fat yeah, tire. those it things were of that a no. Bit. Them things were horrible back in the day. <laughs> horrible. Them fat cats. Yeah. My, only, my only problem is I don't know how I'm going to strap an airplane to my back and go to the flying club. <laughs> hey, uh, you, you talk about that. Back, uh, back in the day, um, uh, at, at flight uh, tests, when we used to do, uh, if you remember, Mike, Eric Monroe used to ride his bicycle and strap planes on the back of that. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Yeah. And I, I don't know how he how did, did it, it, but he yeah. did. Yeah. So he had, it's to put the, he had to put the wings back upside down. So <laughs> yeah, down, he didn't get down lift, force. right? <laughs> down force to the pavement. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I remember that. All right. Anything yeah. else, Steve, you want to add? No, someone just asked, is there a Hobby King C-17 follow-up plan? Come on. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't even I, – I can't remember if we did a C – I think we did a C-17 years ago. Hmm. Wow. But no, C-17, we looked at, um, you know, many different aircraft with um, multiple engines. And um, let's just I, say there's a, few, there's a few twins in the system. Whether or not they're the same vein as a um, C-17, I don't think so. But anyway, it's – um. Yeah, but there's a few twins coming through, which is exciting. Yeah, 
Did you mean C-17? Yeah, could be. Well, Maybe. So, so so David's military, so that's probably the question why. Globe, yeah, Globemaster. Actually, that oh, would be Oh, C-17 Globemaster. Yeah. Holy oh, moly. Oh, that'd be a big EDF. Mind you, we, we'd take an airliner in a heartbeat, right, Chris? Yeah, you know, that's the other thing, Steve. I don't know if that's something you've even looked at. We were talking a while back. Somebody was flashing some old pictures of the um, E-Flight airliner that they had yeah. back in the day, and we were like, why doesn't somebody else bring out something I think our, like the, that? The show brought that. To I mind, saw, seen some of those, too. Yeah, that was a fantastic liner. airplane for the for the day. Someone, you know? Someone just recently, I can't remember the company now, but someone's just released a, a CNC prototype of a 747. Oh, wow. Hmm. But from reading the specs, I don't know who it is, but it's three-meter wingspan by three meters long and takes four 6,000 six-cell batteries. Oh, forget <laughs> it. No. Oh, my gosh. No. You're flying a concrete brick so or battery you, there. Well, no. Yeah, where do you land it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you have to go to a real airport like, with a real one. Thirty-two. <laughs> Calling you know, the tower. Yeah. <laughs> Need a three thousand foot think, runway. Uh, I think it's. I think a one six cell battery. If you, if say for instance, if you use a graphene, I think it's around about nine hundred grams per battery. Mm-hmm. So that's. I don't know. My calculation is three six hundred grams. Yeah. Yeah, three point six kilos of batteries. No. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if that thing crashed, you're like a bomb going off. You bet it doesn't nose into you, that's for sure. No, but I would like, love to see, opinion. you know, just like a 737 or an Airbus, you know, twin engine EDF airliner. You know, the retracts have gotten so good nowadays, too, especially, you know, like the, the original airliner didn't even have retracts, just had them big, ugly wheels hanging out, but it still looked and sounds so cool in the air. I'm just really, you know, if you guys, if you guys, Steve, can. Can do a C-130, you would have no problem doing an airliner, I don't think. Yeah, but I think to do an airliner properly, you've got to go, like there was um, there was uh, Windrider had a 737. And yep. I think it was two-meter two meter wingspan, and right. that was a decent size for yep. an airliner. Right, but I it's still that. it's a it's a, it's a I mean, two-meter, you know, it's, it's an expensive model when it comes to molding fees and costs and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to try and ship this massive box and then it'll probably come in two boxes because it's so big there's all these things that come into our account you am, know like it, it's um, nice okay yeah am true. i mistaken it, but is it harder to scale down airliners or not i don't like know. scale them down like to get them to fly well, right yeah any, to get them to fly right i don't know i, I don't know i mean there's always your hardship with well, those but any airplane that has that has a, a you know uh i suppose uh a, a wing that's designed for economy, so it's a high-speed wing. Mm-hmm. So any of those small, you know, those small business jets, or any of those, you know, you know, the G six hundreds or whatever they may be, those business jets. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. yeah. You're looking at a, at a wing that's extremely, you know, designed for economy and and for speed. And to make that in foam, a thin wing that flies really fast, and yeah, it's just a really really hard thing to do. And to make it look good, you don't want it to look mm-hmm. out of proportion. Sure, but, sure. Um, right. It's it's a tough one. Like, yeah, I mean, there was so some of those new a- some sorry some of those new Airbuses might actually not even be possible if you got really because I mean their wings are getting narrower and they yeah. and, and the flex technology yeah. built into that stuff. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, if if you were to do something, then we'd be looking at like um, yeah. 
I would, one, I would just think if E Flight could have, you know, for 15 years ago, back in the day, that was a pretty cool, even to, as today's standards, looking at it, it doesn't look that bad. And I think even then, back then, it was an EPS plane. So if you did crash it, it disintegrated. Yeah. But if you got something <laughs> fairly close to that, I would take that with some retracts on it. I would take an airliner. Oh, yeah. I think someone someone just wrote up there that HSD did the 747. So it must be what the mm. 747 was. Um, I just saw it and just went, that's ridiculous. That's massive. Like a three-meter <laughs> wing model, man. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's next level. But, I mean, <laughs> if they can pull it off and, and do it, man, then, then I want to see it. I'll yeah. do it in Qantas colors all day and have it flying around mm. or Air Force One. and Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That would be funny. Uh, Andre, did you post the Dash 8 comment there? The <laughs> the You know what's funny? You say Dash 8, but the original, um, what was what was the, uh, not the Bush Mule, what was the one before that? The Sky Mule? Sky well, Mule. That was yeah. kind of sort of Dash 8 a little bit, you know? I think personally, I'd buy a Dash yeah. Eight for yeah. sure. Something different. Hmm. Interesting. I know. In this in this current political climate, I don't know if we can talk about the Dash Eight yet. I don't think we're ready to talk about the Dash Eight. Because <laughs> I'll yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's. <laughs> I think that's about it. Unless no, one, you had, but, go ahead. It's, but, one airplane that I that I would love to do, but it's, and I don't think it's been done before, is the bow fighter. So whoever does the bow fighter, they'll have my money for sure. <laughs> so that you know, that that airplane is sensational, and it's you know, there's there's been plenty of twins, but the bow fighter's been missed out on them. And Alpha models did it years and years ago, mm-hmm. and I had that model. And if um, so, if anyone's listening, any other companies out there that make RC planes, I'll be a buyer of your bow fighter when you build it. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's um, that's that's one airplane I'd love to do. Is a is a bow fighter. So there mm-hmm. you go. If there's any airplanes out there that I'd love to do, that's definitely one. Sweet. I well, like it sounds airplane. like you're in the right element to possibly achieve that desire <laughs> someday. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's I, I um obviously got to go and, and put my ideas to a, a you know my my boss has a to approve this. and all that. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, all that approvals. Like, like, you know, there's airplanes that I'd love to do. Like the Mosquito is another airplane I'd love to do. That's another, you know, it's been done before a couple of times but never done right, so I'd love to do it right. Mm-hmm. But um, the shape's always been a little bit off. But um, And that goes back to that conversation we had before about, you know, scale features and functionality and how it works as well and how it flies, and there's got to be a bit of a give and take. So, yeah. uh, This is a fantastic idea, Steve. David Ray Jones just said, if if you guys have a Bixler made, the Russo should be the beginner EDF plane. <laughs> that is a fantastic idea. I love it. The Russo beginner EDF. Yes. Make a note of that, Steve. Write that down. Russo beginner EDF. I love it. Love it. Fantastic. The beginner EDF. What um <laughs> The Russo Oh, that cracks me up. I love it. That is, oh. Bill Duck would buy one. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Or the Mosquito or the Rooster. That's funny. Oh, uh, that, that is funny. That, that, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to sit down and discuss what that airplane <laughs> might look like. <laughs> <laughs> might be a little bit of a Simpson mobile kind of thing. Yeah. Sit there and go, okay, 
it's too expensive to produce. <laughs> all, these, all, these, you know? all these safeguards. <laughs> at, at the moment, I think um, it'd have one busted leg. <laughs> yeah. One one missing retract. <laughs> one, one, one retract just doesn't go off. <laughs> it's optional. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> it's intermittent. Not yeah, intermittent right. Uh, yeah, it depends what day of the week. It just collapses. It depends, goes depends how many beers like it had. Like the crazy eight or the... <laughs> oh, oh, poor Andre. I like the randomness of the gear work. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, shoot. That's why I'm drinking water. <laughs> you see a guy just switching the gear. <laughs> Come on, Rousseau. You can do it. <laughs> Yumping it along. Oh, man. Uh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. And someone asked, about, someone asked about the, uh, how about a, con- a constellation? Mm. Mm-hmm. That, that'd be interesting. That, that's, so that's another thing, too. It's got, it's got a very thin wing and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. it's uh, But, um, yeah, the constellation's always a good-looking airplane. Yeah, that's mm. true. I'll put that on the list. Uh-oh. Yeah. Write it down. Just taking there notes, guys. Yeah, put, put your suggestions in quick. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens, Steve, yeah. when you come on the show? We give you great ideas. No. Yeah. Uh. That's right. I get I get the Russo beginner EDF. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it'll it'll come out in, in, in the mic edition, which is all pink. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's not laughing over here. <laughs> said he's going to bring out the R- Russo mic edition in all pink. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Please, no. Oh, this is I great. I beg of you. Oh, oh man. I can't deal with it, man. <laughs> I, I will be in a corner crazy <laughs> if something comes in hot pink. Whew. Oh. <clears throat> all right, on that note, Steve. I used to think green was my most detested color, yeah. but it's quickly hot pink. Hot now. pink is good there, right? Huh? My, my most hated color now. Oh. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's funny. All right, Steve. Uh, that's yeah, great. I think we're going to let you go show. so you can go get some sleep. Uh, fantastic time yeah. hanging out. I love talking to yes. you uh, and giving us updates on what's coming down the pike. And, uh, you know, we got some questions answered, I think, about roughly a, a good idea when these planes are coming out. And, uh, what, yeah. you know, so we always Very appreciate it. It's um and, and yeah, definitely be looking out for the new, for the uh, Shishui video. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool, mm-hmm. and also the the new the new T twenty eight video, which is um, the music is fantastic. I'll just say it's a nineteen eighties TV show we've used the theme from, oh. and it is sensational. Sweet. So it's up to you guys to have a think about the nineteen eighties and what TV show had the best oh, soundtrack. I would like to guess on those hmm. ones. That'd be fun. That's it. I don't know eighties TV show. That'd be there tough. Give us a little hint. Just just a, maybe a little hint. Or of, an actor. Or was something. there a mustache? Oh. Is there a mustache? <laughs> there had to be a mustache yeah, from the 80s, Andre. Mustache. There's no way around that. Every get, you know. Oh, that's good. It's not it's Miami a, Vice or something. Brady Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the right. You're on the right track with the with the with the with the master. Mm, good oh, stuff. Someone, good stuff. That's, uh, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. But it, it's uh, yeah, a lot I'm of fun. I'm trying to think of the Tom Selleck show. Oh. 
uh, Magnum PI yeah. or something. All right, oh, Steve. Bill. Oh, he's he's on to something. Oh, well, what was that, Bill? Magnum PI. I just oh. said that too. I didn't even see his comment when you said mustache. That was the first thing I thought of, though. Uh. <laughs> so it's um, yeah, very exciting. Cool. Uh. Michael made a comment. He wanted to know, does anyone else not like to fly RC planes that are not scale? I have uh, always two, hated... two negatives. I don't know. That means it's it's a positive thing. <laughs> he says, I have always hated planes that were, uh see more comments here, were not scale. Not so, molded after. I'm, it doesn't matter to me. If, if it's a good-looking plane and it flies well and i like the color i could sometimes i could care less if it's scale or not he says i've always hated planes that were not molded after real scale planes yeah and there's a like lot of guys sc- like that you well, know? He, he uses like, a lot of negatives like i don't know if he's saying a pos- positive thing mm-hmm. or a negative yeah. thing yeah <laughs> double negatives uh, but you're like you have a look at the the tundra and it's not a, it's not actually after an airplane at all it's, a, it's it's a bit of a blend of a few different airplanes right and it, it doesn't really exist. It's not a scale airplane whatsoever. It's definitely right. a, what we call a, a slash plane, and yet it's it's perfect in size. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I, the tr- I think the trick to the scale thing is always making sure, particularly like in the Warbirds, is, is that you you've got that power for when you get into a situation. It's all you yeah. have the extra envelope and the power to pull yourself out of something, right? Because we all do something where we're like, "Whoops!" Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. And if it's scale power, you're like, "Well, this is done," because I'm not going to be able to rotate <laughs> over and get up, right? Right, right. So yeah, yeah. And you're going to need always, like thirty feet of runway to take off with scale power too, probably, or forty or fifty. It's funny. I always, you know, I always had to have scale planes, and it always had to be scale this and scale that. And then uh, my son, when I started to get him into the hobby, I went and bought, a, a, um, I think it was a Sig Senorita, like, you know, that black and red training plane, and and that's completely not scale, and yet I've had more fun flying that than, you know, that that plane is fantastic. But it's um, one of those balsa kits we put together, and it, um, yeah, I scale it's a big thing oh yeah yep yep for sure i mean uh yeah all right steve uh again we're trying to get you out of here get some sleep i apologize but thanks again for coming on uh, giving us all the information we definitely look forward to talking to you again soon maybe when some of these planes start rolling out uh and uh, we can see how how the sales are going well the next um the the next podcast i'll have a studio to work at so that's pretty exciting oh sweet what is I'll that? be. Um, What's that? No, go ahead. You you no, got a new yeah, studio? I'll, yeah, I'll actually, I'll be actually at a studio, and you're about to see some airplanes that I'm talking about. And you'll actually see my head on the screen, which is fantastic. Oh, so that's all good. Cool. Good. Good. Yeah. Could you as limit as your paint schemes up, to exclude hot pink and <laughs> upcoming models, please? You know, next time we have them on, Don't we're have... going to put the whole studio in hot pink planes, <laughs> just for you. Please, please limit that color selection from your palette. I will, I will be without without a shadow of a doubt. I'll be on in my studio dressed in pink. Yes, pink hair, uh, pink everything. Yes, I'm putting blinders on. I'll have blinders like this. The whole podcast. I'll wear my pink t-shirt too. Oh, lordy! 
Uh, <laughs> Please, guys, don't do this to me. That's funny. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, it would be great. All right, Steve, once again. No worries, guys. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. We'll definitely be talking to you soon. Take care. Uh, go out and yep. uh, get us, make us some more airplanes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, take care, and I'll talk to you next time. All right, take All right, care, Steve. Thank you. thank you. Steve. Bye-bye. All right, see you, guys. Bye-bye. All right, guys, there you have it. Steve Neal from Hobby King. What a great guy to talk yeah, to. Fun, absolutely. passionate. Um, you know, I love it. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, Andre, let's see. I subjected my son to Crocodile Dundee. He was on TV yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's an, a oldie, an oldie but a goodie. That's yeah, a you got to make your kids watch some shows, you know, that you enjoyed through the years. Um. Real quick, Andre, let's see. How long have we been going here? Uh, Almost. I got a couple there. couple things I want to talk about real quick. Uh, one is the uh, – we'll talk about it first. The Horizon Viper Jet. Uh, of course, I want to mention the new Mavic 2 that come out. We'll breeze over that. And I have a fantastic crash story to read for you guys <laughs> for the very crash? end. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's not your bike crash, Mike. So don't worry about it. It's not you. Oh man, uh, no, it's an actual RC crash story. I don't know if Andre read it in the email, but oh man, it was it's like wow, one, it's a good Sweet. one. So Andre, let's start by the Horizon Viper Jet. Now, <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead. You know that that is funny because man, that thing came out, and I, I'm I'm working away, and my phone explodes, mm-hmm. and it's like. No, no. How is this possible? No, it was funny. You, our, 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 our fans are the best because I was just getting message after message after message on this subject, and I was yeah. giggling, going, "Well, that's exactly what we thought it would be." Yeah. So, carry on. Yeah, we just I'm talked just about link. you know Horizon hasn't brought out a jet for a while, and I mean literally days after the podcast, they released the Isn't E-Flight Viper seventy millimeter EDF jet. Now. To be fair, uh, what I wanted Andre to talk about a little bit, uh, it is an e-flight jet with their all their well, you know stuff it's in it. It's an FMS. Yes, but you are correct, Andre. It is actually an FMF. FMS. FM. Oh, jeez, I was. Anyway, FM. But yes, yes. The Go point ahead. is they did it. The, yes, it's an FMS jet. Uh, it's been out for I'd say almost a year. Yes, the, uh, the FMS one is blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference is obviously it's got its AS three X receiver. The price is nice, and yes. it does have flaps. I think the the FMS Viper does not come with flaps installed, right. uh, which is why I picked the Yak from FMS, which I still haven't flown. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I do like the paint scheme better on the E Flight one personally. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, a it's nice it's looking that, jet. Yeah, it's got some. It's got you know, it caught me. It's got a pilot, yes. <laughs> but all the FMS planes have pilots. Okay, so that's a given. I'm then. just adding. Yeah, that's a given. I'm actually. Uh, it's funny as I, as as I've been going because we've had requests for show notes. So I'm adding oh. it to the show notes. So uh, while you're doing that, I'll just read a little bit about it. Uh, first, high performance mm-hmm. EDF electric ducted fan jet with safe select technology. Best choice for a first EDF jet model because it's easy to take off, fly, and land. Scale jet model, incredibly smooth, sport plane, handling, and amazing aerobatic capability. 
12 blade 70 millimeter fan delivers excellent top speed vertical performance plus turbine like sound factory installed high power six cell compatible brushless motor and 70 amp ese functional and installed flaps like andre mentioned for shorter takeoff and landings plus improved slow flight performance fast and precise factory installed digital metal gear servos with ball links that's a plus steerable nose wheel electric retracts with sprung wire struts for operation and very very variety of surfaces and of course the spectrum six channel receiver receiver with the optional use of safe select flight envelope protection no glue required for assembly. Can be ready to fly in less time it takes to charge a battery. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so full range. 6L, uh, 3,200 to 4,000, 30-plus C LiPo battery with an EC5 connector. Uh, and I'll give you some specs here real quick if you guys want to know the size. Ready, ready to go in under an hour. Flight time is around four minutes. <laughs> Uh, which is typical for a, a warbird. 4.2 to 4.4 pounds or 67 to 70 ounces. The length is 40.4 inches or 1,225 millimeters. 70 amp ESC. And it's, the wingspan is 43.3 inches or 1,100 millimeters. Go ahead, Mike. It's typical for a ducted fan, not a warbird. You said warbird. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> four plus minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four minutes. Um, so there you have it. They took an FMS jet new color scheme, added like some flaps. It is a it I is like a nice look looking jet. And and I will say I, I watched the video on it, Mike. The yeah, video it's... was awesome. Like, yeah. like, like they did a good job. The on sound, it. the soundtrack, like uh, most of the time I mute Horizons videos because the the music they picked to edit is just painful. But this <laughs> one was a good video and obviously the pilots have been having a lot of fun because they were doing some crazy maneuvers. Yeah. I love I love the E flight flying spot with that runway. At first yeah. I was like, hey, is that where the uh is that where uh, pilot Ryan and crew fly out of but obviously not it's no, a different no, location. No. But yes. gosh, I you know, I love that. And they were flying the heck out of these things yes. and having a really good video time with it. So Yeah, some really cool formation flying. Uh, one was, you know, inverted, flying Sweet. close, and, and just, yeah. you know, the speed of that. I was actually impressed with the jet, honestly. But it is on, on 6L, and that thing hauls the yeah. mail. So. Yeah. So it, it's – and we, we, we had this uh, – someone questioned that earlier in the show. And, and 6S is a – I've got one battery sitting over there. But it, it is one of those things that um, I guess you have to justify that you want to get into. I have multiple aircraft now all of a sudden, so I, yes. I'm, I'm not too – it's not too painful. But like we said in previous shows, when you go to 6S, you got to make sure your chargers are, are up to the job, your power supplies are up to the job, and you know, it's just – it's a lot of money for a it single is. pack. Uh, I know a lot of people who like they'll just you know they'll merge to 3s batteries you mm-hmm. know to run them in series yep. which is fine yep. um, but if you have a pack go down well either way yeah, yeah. the risk is all the same so right um, yeah but it's uh, is flying jets is interesting flying EDFs mm-hmm. is uh, 
you know, and I, I, when we're asked about it, things like start off at 4S, you know, yeah, um, and just try it out and see, see, see if you like it. Some people are going to, some people I know will come back and go, you know what, this is more stressed than I care <laughs> to do in my flying hobby, right? Yeah. It's, it's one thing to fly something nice and slow or predictable, mm-hmm. and then you get into a jet and it's take off, run, 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 run. Okay, now I better figure out if I can land this puppy, you know? Yeah. And the, uh, the, the crazy thing is, too, uh, three, four, five years ago, the same jet this size, we, they were running on four cell. And even back then, you know, four cell were like, oh my gosh, I got to buy a four cell battery yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And that has completely changed to where now this size jet six cell is the norm. I mean, it's, that's just the way yeah. it is. And you know, honestly, and it's better. It's like 80 bucks a battery, 60 to $80 a battery, you know? And yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. But uh, hey, congrats. It's awesome they did it. Um, I'm kind of, I'm sure it flies fantastic. I know it flies fantastic because I was mm-hmm. looking at the Viper. Um, uh, RC Informer had done a video with the Viper and I was really impressed with how it went. But I was like, I was sitting there going, FMS, why would you not put the flaps in? Yes. Um, and, yes. And I've linked, I put the FMS link in there. The, the dollar value between the two of them, mm-hmm. you know, if you get this thing on sale, the FMS one is what, 230 US. Mm-hmm. For 250, you get it. And even if you're not a Spectrum guy, you rip out that receiver and sell it to someone, right? Yeah. You can go with whatever. Um, but good that they did it. I, yep. I'm kind of, I wouldn't call this my first EDF, though. No, no, um, no, no. You know, I, I think, I think if, if we're being asked that question, the, you're going to want someone new. You're going to want another jet. You're going to want a 4S jet. Uh, and so yes. I'm, and I wouldn't even say the Sky Sword. So you'd want, I guess we'd go right back to the De Havilland Viper and say that is a really nice tricycle landing gear EDF mm-hmm. 4S. Mm-hmm. Super predictable, can be belly landed in an emergency. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. So I, I think that's that's if you're looking if you want to look and plot your steps right you probably mm-hmm. would go you know for us you'd probably start off with your 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 Viper or yes your and then go to something like the Sky Sword which is a lot more slippery mm-hmm. and then you know if you're serious about it then you step up and there's just so many options and bang what bang you know dollar for dollar is pretty cool as well yeah I keep laughing Steven says first EDF EDF should be the Russo. <laughs> Gig. That's funny. That is uh, awesome. In the, Started something here, people. I know. Um, you know, people got to realize, too, even though this has a safe system on it and you're not, say, you're more of a beginner. What are you laughing yeah. at? That's the Russo. Um, even though when you push that button, you know, these EDFs are still fast. And then, yeah, that thing might go straight level, but still that thing can get out of sight really quickly or head for a tree because it's going straight. So it does help you in that first instance. But after that, you You better better get your crap together. And quickly. Yeah, because. Your line of sight is so Right, right. Them trees and poles and buildings come up real quick on a jet like this. Or just like like you said, your perspective becomes a dot. Yeah, and you're like, Even if you don't have an obstacle, you've got the dot then to deal with out there. Right. So and you're on a ticking time. You know, you're in your life. uh, Three minutes, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Good points. Real quick, too. I wanted to. I know Steve touched on it, and let me pull it back up. But I wanted to give the specs because it's actually out now. It's the Durafly Mitsubishi J8M Shizu, or however you pronounce that. 
<laughs> what a weird name. But I think this is a really cool uh, aircraft. The color scheme they did with the orange and silver, it, it's a beautiful looking uh, aircraft. But I just wanted to mention it real quick, talk about it. Uh, Durafly has based this model on one of the development planes that had a striking orange and silver color screen, which is combined with a highly detailed molded EPO f- foam, strong carbon reinforcement, and features a color match hard plastic belly skid. The J8M still has a blistering performance of the earlier ME163 with a wide track dolly for easier ground ha- handling and takeoff. Comes with all electronics pre-installed, requires you to hook up your own six-channel receiver. Easy to build with few parts put together. Big hatch gives access to the battery bay and electronics. This plane, now mind you, listen to this. This plane is designed with a more experienced pilots in mind. It has incredible flight performance and is stable throughout the complete speed range. Full power climb outs, virtually unlimited vertical, huge loops, Blistering rolls, very fast passes are easy at full throttle and at slower speeds. It is just as stable with no hint of a stall. Recommended batteries, I think Steve mentioned 2200, 30 to 65C, three cell lipos, six by four props. So this is something that, you know, cost wise, it's it's cool looking, relatively cheap, takes uh, standard batteries. If you want more punch, you can put a 1300 to a 2200 four cell, 30 C or up battery and really get this thing going. So it's uh it's pretty cool. And wingspan is only 37.4 inches, 950 millimeters. Length is 23 inches, 585 millimeters. The weight 1220 grams. That's with electronics and battery, 40 amp ESC. 2836 2200 kV outrunner 6x4 prop and it comes with an extra prop that's fantastic i wish all planes would do that so there's two included two metal geared 9 gram servos one 9 gram for the rudder and just takes a six channel um aileron elevator throttle rudder and gear for the dolly and your optional rocket switch which i'm glad they kept that in if anybody haven't seen that go back and watch some of the older hk videos with the original me 163 comet they did i I love that video they did with that uh so if you want an idea and maybe they're going to do that again when the new video rolls out for the new one so to be in a picture again yep yep and and i click on the second one so i can see yeah for some reason the pictures aren't coming up but uh, I don't know why. That's kind of odd. Hmm. Uh, so they're not working, darn it. I wonder why. I wonder if I, let me refresh it once and see if the picture comes up. A couple people want to see it. No. I don't know why the picture's not going to come up, so I'm not going to pull it up on the big screen. Weird. All right, anyway. <laughs> Bill says this plane should require a vision test to fly it. That's probably true, you know. Okay, last thing we want to talk about real quick, and I don't know a lot about it just from reading it, uh, but your buddy Justin that we've had on the show before, yes. he actually bought one. Do you know which one he bought? We're going to talk it about the, the Mavic, Mavic 2. two. But it wasn't um, – he had zoom capability, <sighs> though, he said on it. So mm. I don't know if it was the zoom or the – what's the difference? One had a better camera, I know he said. Well, one of them has a better camera, larger sensor, zoom, and the other one has the same size – original uh size camera but it has the zoom he has the uh, four zoom, time right, sure. lossless zoom fhd video okay now andre what do you yes. do in this situation like i i they come out and i Where looked at you? them and i was just like 
damn it, DJI. Like, yeah. I want the one yeah, with the we, better we, camera, we make... but I want the zoom. Like, what are you doing? This yeah. because oh, he went. He went with the zoom. I he went with sure. the zoom because he told me that. You know, especially I love doing the air-to-air stuff like we used to do, and the Zoom would just be absolutely phenomenal. I think we're doing the, you know, the air-to-air stuff that we do. And if I remember correctly, yeah, it's, I, it's I the think cheaper you're gonna have to the two wait. options, he said, the Zoom. So they're not even at the same price point. If, they're they're fairly close, though. The the um, yeah. the one with the better camera is a little bit more money, yeah. actually. But I was just like, Oh, you want so, the best of both yeah <laughs> and that will be the mavic 3 <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'm like way to go dji they're just like yeah. you know uh, they, the market yeah, yeah they got you they got you so i i honestly at this point like if i had that option and and i'm i'm on the fence of of really i'd like to have something newer uh you know mine's getting pretty old plus it's i i gotta send it in and get it <laughs> fixed yet um but I like the portability of the Mavic 2. I think they've really come around. And, and again, the only big problem, Andre, I have with this is I can't use my regular goggles. You have to use the DJI goggles with this. And they're 500. Yeah, screens, I know. Yeah, they're 500 and some dollars. And I just like, oh, that's a little frustrating for me. Well, ironically enough, uh, I'm just looking now. The Mavic 2 Pro, mm-hmm. uh, you can bundle with the goggles for like 400 odd. But yeah, 500 bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I sat and I watched the the demo video, mm-hmm. which was which had a very Apple feel to it. Yes. Um, uh, Mavic 2 Zoom. Mavic, yeah. So, I think I, oh. I I don't know at this point I, I so, really so, don't so know. So my issue with the zoom, I, I I'm gonna have to rewatch the video. But what happens when you zoom in all the way? You know, are you gonna start seeing some oscillation and stuff like this versus I, that that crazy lens on the full on the pro? Yeah, I don't know. Um, because there are certain situations again, like I said, our air to air stuff that we do, the zoom would absolutely be phenomenal because there's times we get fairly close and with that zoom it it would look like we are you know have a a camera like two inches away from the wing and i think it would be absolutely awesome Yeah, but can you scale if you shoot a 4k can you just scale in and zoom in on the uh, you know from from that perspective right like is the zoom gonna make your you know but the thing is if you zoom in on your plane the mm-hmm. moment you do any kind of move, like the moment you do any kind of pan, that action is magnified and amplified by the, you know, by by like a huge amount. So as soon as if you're chasing Mike flying yes. and you go and you do a bit of a turn or something, a little, it, it's going to look like a jerk. There's no way you're going to be able to smooth that out and make it still have that flow that we love with the phantoms right oh i I have to agree with you it it would be something you'd have to play with and get used to but like on i'm thinking the zoom might be better for stationary things i don't know like i don't know well yes and no have obstacles you know what i mean right but like in your way that you can't come in for instance if you, you know how we do the chase thing you know if we're on our long straight straight leg a lot of times i can get on that straight leg get fairly close so I think it would be cool, you know, you zoom in on that plane on the straight leg and just get super close and you see the fine details and then you're coming into the turn, you zoom back out and you follow it through. I I just think the options you would have with that zoom, you know, for a chase plane personally, once you got adjusted to it, I think would be. I'm thinking more like the rotor riot when they flew to that monkey island. 
Like they could zoom in on oh, the monkeys yeah. more so than another aircraft yeah. and trying to stay centered. Well, on yeah. it. <laughs> for for general uh, overall flying, I don't know if I would use the zoom that much. Honestly, yeah, that's where I would like the Mavic Two Pro the with better the better quality. camera, the better quality. So I'm on the fence. You know, the quality wise, you're not for chasing was, airplanes. It would be fine. Pointed out, and I can't remember. It's driving nuts. But the controller pinches a little bit on some. I can't remember what connection it is on the side of that controller. Hmm. And he he made gripes to him directly. Like they could or somewhere where there was a. That's what it was. The handle would catch a switch. Oh like really? When he maneuvered it. Huh. And he's like, why didn't they put the switch somewhere else yeah. on the right side of that controller? They I mean, I'm sure they're limited on real estate on that small controller, but uh-huh. I thought we thought there was better options there. And then um he said also there's like a little switch on the side for like sport sport mode. Yep. There's three yep. three modes yep. that's a quick selection yeah. now as opposed to going through your menus and trying to figure it out on your on your screen, which was nice. But. Right. Uh, just I, some features I know or we talked about. So real quick, I'll r- just run through some of the newer features they have. Of course, the, the 2 Pro has a new 1-inch CMOS sensor, um, 10-bit D-Log color profile, HDR video, adjustable aperture. Um, and somehow it can like project movement and orient around obstacles as you're move. Like he was t- trying to describe it to me. I don't know if I understand. Yeah, they got totally, some new. Uh, I guess the tracking on on these are, are way better. better. Yeah, they can actually track something like Andre. Yeah, yeah, if there's something going to be in between the object you're tracking, you know, whether it be a tree or something, that it'll physically go around the tree and continue to track that the, that yeah, obstacle. No, yeah. Yeah. So it's starting it's to sen- anticipate. Yeah, yeah. sensors galore on it. Right. That's all I know. Um, in the Mavic Two Zoom, uh, it has the ori- kind of the original camera that the original Maverick came from, but it does have the four time zoom, including two time optical zoom, twenty four to forty eight yeah. millimeter. The Mavic Two Zoom is all about dynamic perspective. Capture everything from wide angle to mid range shots for even more creative options. Yeah. And of course, if you go watch the video. Uh, it'll, you know, that they have on their website. It'll show you the difference, Mike. You're probably looking at it here now, uh, showing the difference between the 24 and the 48. Uh, it's cool features. You know, the one they're showing, they're they're out filming some animals. Uh, it's amazing, Andre. The four times it's yeah. it's considered a four time lossless zoom, gives you closer yeah, so, array of faraway objects, yeah. making unique scenes more accessible to capture at a distance. This option also yeah. helps you maintain a safer distance from buildings, vehicles, animals, and people. That's ding, funny. Ding, they ding. use the animals, which is what came to my mind right away. Like yeah. Monkeys, and, well, they're increasing the sensor size. So so they've got a clear path with their flying technology. So now they're focusing in on the sensor technology in the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, so it, it to me, what it looks like is they they got a, obviously they got a sweet deal and they hooked up with. Um, oh, what's the manufacturer's name? Sorry. Give me a Begins second. Begins with here. an H. Hasselblad, thank yes. you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously they got a, they hooked up with a sweet deal, and I bet in the same time they were like, okay, we need our backup plan, but we want other people want this, you know. But like, why couldn't we put it into two one into one camera, right? Yeah. If you are chasing, Stephen says, if you were chasing a plane, why would you ever worry about zooming to get away from the actually backing off from the airplane? Um, because the problem when you're in too close, it's kind of, you know, we try, I've done it before too, and you're trying to anticipate things. It's amazing how annoying uh, it is to get, you know, 
you know how to get a stable shot so if you can back it off back the machine mm-hmm. the, the chase copter off and then zoom in a little bit but not lose a resolution then or, you're, or lose a yeah. craft <laughs> yeah and, and yeah, that's the thing yeah. a lot maybe a yeah. lot of people don't realize is it's such a big wide angle lens you got to get so close to those planes to get you know to get the that detail, close feel it's such like a fish eye and a lot so, of times yeah. you know unless it's you you got to have a it's good nervous. pilot that knows what they're doing it's got to be a very calm day again because people don't realize if it's bumpy how much those planes uh, bump up and down and left and right eye, but went from your camera angle, yes it's very crazy noticeable. so to be able yeah. to stay back a little bit and work that, yeah, that zoom safety, and i'm able and to focus on the shots and i'm sure the zoom is just like the rest of the I, I haven't dug in to know exactly but i'm sure it's just like the camera when it's tilting you can adjust the speed yeah, on it yeah. so you can make that make nice sure fluid sense. flow in and out but to be able to yeah. Hang back, you know, ten feet or whatever, and work and I'm that sure that's zoom. Why Justin picked this option, and I'd probably be on the same boat. I would be going with the zoom feature over the better quality. Yeah, because it, it's almost like your quality of cameras are getting so much. I don't even have a viewing platform to. Oh yeah, to, to really enjoy what these cameras uh-huh. are able to record on. I mean, yeah. it's like it's getting beyond what people have in their house. It seems right, right. <laughs> to really enjoy it. Uh, so Stephen, for me, yeah, the zoom uh, definitely, but. I, I, I have noticed, you know, even my old Phantom 3, like the original camera or the one on the Zoom, my it's to me, Andre, and tell me if I'm wrong, but the camera even on the older Phantom 3, was I can notice it's quite a bit better as far as color and quality and everything uh, as far as the original Mavic. So, again, that's where I'm kind of torn between the Zoom would be f- – fantastic but i want that better camera too why couldn't they just incorporate it in the one both you know D3. i i, I still think the zoom camera hat is it's going to be very well popular quality as well it's going to be good don't get me I wrong mean, i just yeah. I, I don't even know the differences but i mean unless you're serious about production level how good a, how good a camera do you need i don't know yeah i don't know i was just like uh uh, Dolly Zoom is a new quick shot for the Maverick 2 Zoom, offering an otherworldly perspective in a full integrated drone. Dolly Zoom automatically adjusts focus when flying, which is fantastic, adding to the intense warping visual effect to your video. When flying manually, you can also set proper focus, speed values, or even more to create um, different shots. So, Mike, see see what they're doing with the, the zoom on there? Yeah. That's kind of cool. They're zooming in. Cool features, super resolution. There's so many features, I, I get know. lost in it all. I mean, I'm like, I even told Justin, like, you at least have familiarity with all the features from your earlier models. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's it's constantly building on on that knowledge too, and having more features. It's like, wow, yeah, it's hard to jump in all at once to so many features on a craft. Uh, I was just looking at the uh, the specs here. Yeah, I mean, other but what I what I like the most in their demo was that HDR photo thing where oh, it, it yeah. will actually take its, it will fly and it will do bracket exposures. So mm-hmm. you can get some amazing photos and you can just, okay, take this photo, you know? Yeah. So it, those things, and that's using the sensor that's being smart. He um, said there's also internal memory. So if you forget an SD card, it's not a lot, it's got a little bit of memory, memory that if you do forget yeah, a card, yeah. you can get some shots. I know. Yeah. I knew you, uh, Chris would probably like. That. Oh yes. <laughs> our oh, dude. You know how many and times and not be able to even take a picture. <laughs> how many what? times? Yes. Me? I've I've went out yeah. in um, 
Oh my gosh, yeah. And he said his battery charger came with like I think well, hit whatever he opted for, it got three batteries, but the charger had one blank spike and charged up to four on the charger. Oh, really? Four batteries. Yeah. 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 Well, that's um, it. My big charger for the Phantom can do that as well. I can charge four batteries on it. So one at a time, but at least I can. Because yeah. looking at the video resolution, uh, even that reading it here between the two, you, so basically you're just getting a, a bigger sensor, so you're going to just have a little bit better quality with the bigger sensor. But even the resolution... They shoot the same uh, 4K 3840 by 2160 at up to 30 frames a second. Uh, max video bit rate, they're both at 100. Uh, color mode, this is a little bit different. On the 2 Pro, you got, and I don't know, Andre, you probably know more about this than, than I do. You got D-Log-M 10-bit support HDR video. And then on the Zoom, you have D-Cine-like, which I couldn't tell you the difference between those two, to be honest with you. Um, other than that, looking at the specs, they're, they're exactly the same. So, man, I don't know. That's I don't call. know how to pronounce this. I, I think we would all agree we like the Zoom lens. Uh, I think the Hasselblad lens is probably pretty spectacular, but for us, I think the Zoom would just work. We'd get more benefits uh, yeah, out of that. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards that a little bit. A little bit. Um, real quick, too, if you guys want to know, of course, you can go to the website and check it out. But price-wise, the Mavic 2 Pro is $1,449, uh, or the Zoom is $1,249. So the Zoom is a little bit cheaper, and they do have bundle packs. Like, if, uh, yeah, Andre was saying if you want the Mavic 2 Zoom and the goggles, it's $1,698, which that's probably something I would have to lean towards. Yeah. Uh, because I, I love flying with the goggles but in certain situations. You're definitely more absorbed into your shots. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I think this this I think this one would warrant the goggles. I, I mean, I too. haven't even tried it with my uh, with my Phantom it's with just the so upgrades frustrating and everything. To try never... to look at those screens on your controller, I think, it, and try yeah. to get absorb yourself in the shots you're trying to create. It, well, again, for me, we've talked about a million times. Yeah, it depends what I'm doing. Yeah. If we're doing air to air, and I can you know look around, or I'm shooting some video where I can you know see the drone and air quotes see it but if i'm doing something where the you know the drone's a little bit out of my sight or we're doing the high up stuff with the sailplanes like the goggles are fantastic it seems like a little larger craft very if slight but it's still a small craft like, oh yeah to try to spot and do aerial i mean you're going to want to be absorbed with your goggles or whatever yeah. you're not going to want to do line of sight or anything with something that small i wouldn't think typically yeah. so there you have it that's the new mavic 2 in zoom or pro so let us know i'm curious to know what you guys would rather I'm have the zoom Justin's. or we might have to get together yeah with him and i should have brought him on the show today yeah maybe we'll, it, we'll, we'll well next get, show next yeah. show would be awesome yeah well uh, he, i think he said they released they released thursday and he had his monday so you're it was like kidding right, I mean, really he, got, he had right a pre-order pre probably yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> what's a dji that's pretty funny um okay folks we're going to get out of here, but I got one last thing before we get through our sponsors and stuff. I want to read a crash story. It's, it's really good. I was like, wow. Andre, did you read this story by chance? I don't think I did. Okay. <laughs> this is from David Crawford and he says, hi, Chris, Andre and Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to send you a crash story that just took place this past Thursday evening. I had a group that gets together every Thursday night for Thursday night free flight. 
Here's what I was flying. An FT Simple Cub built at Flight Fest 2017. $29.95 with Power Pack B, $60. FR Sky Receiver, $34. FR Sky Battery Monitor, $14. Turn and G Graphene, 3 cell, $2,200 for $30. So I had a total of $167 in the air. The graphene battery had about five flights on it, and yes, it was probably a little too heavy for that little FT Cub. FT Cub was a little worn down from a year's worth of abuse, but it flew so well that I took it with me everywhere. I was horsing around doing some aileron rolls at one time when I thought I would be cool, come down the flight line and impress the kids with a double aileron roll. I got way too close to the ground, pulled up, and it stalled the wing. I proceeded to jam on the power. Remember, this is a B-pack. The FT Cub flips back and forth as a fight to keep it from being a lawn dart, and then I start to gain some altitude. Just then, one of the kid yells, He's flying behind the flight line. Look out. The next thing we heard was whack as FT Cub settles down into her new home at the top of a tree behind us. All right. So here he is all out of whack, loses a plane, ends up in a tree, right? No problem. He says, no problem. I think the last time I stuck a plane in the tree, I didn't, I didn't have to, I didn't have my secret weapon, but now I do. So being the super smart guy that I am, I went to my truck got my $1,200 DJI Phantom 4, got some rope. I tie the rope onto the landing gear, go down about 10 feet, and make a big loop with a slip knot. Okay, so you got that, Mike? He's got the rope on there, 10 foot hanging down, big old slip knot. So we get the idea where he's going, right? Yep. Sounds perfect. He says, I tie the rope onto the landing gear. I make my loop so I can grab the tail of the airplane. Then, all I have to do is go full throttle on the Phantom, and I'm home free. <laughs> oh, geez. This sounds scary. I think I would have dropped the rope to my hands first. <laughs> to I forgot to mention that the batteries uh, had started to discharge during the process because I have not uh, flown it in about three weeks. Anyway, so I launch the Phantom, tilt the camera down so I can see what I'm doing, and I get it above the trees. Then I slowly lower my lasso down to the plane level only to find out that the smaller branches around the plane won't let the rope get close close to the FT cub. Then it happens. That sound that strikes fear in every Phantom owner's heart. The battery alarm starts going off. Abort mission! Abort mission! Land now! You're like, oh no, because this thing is loud and annoying. No matter if it's 20 feet away, you're like, oh my god, there's a battery alarm. It's going to die, guy, yeah. right? I punched the throttle up full speed only to find out that it was not going anywhere. I tried backing up, going side to side, even giving it slack and punching in again only to watch as the red lights flashed at me and the phantom wavered back and forth trying to struggle and break free. So in other words, Mark, he, he got the rope down there and they got wrapped around the branches and then he couldn't get it free. The battery alarm's going oh, off and you're God. freaking out. I think I was like, Andre, can you picture uh, this? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. I would just Dude. be like, so you're, you're what do you do? Your $1,200 Phantom is tethered, to, tethered so. to branches and you can't, your battery alarm's going off. Uh. About then, she gave I up. I do got a panic. <laughs> I'm already yeah. like the hair of my arms standing up. I'm like, oh, my God. 
About then, she gave up fight and started the auto land process down into the trees. Oh, no. All I heard next was what sounded like a, like a weed whacker yeah. going through tall brush. I could just make out the shape of the phantom swinging back and forth as it dangled from the rope. Oh, my gosh. I, I uh, oh, That would be horrible. Auto oh, land, and you're sitting there, no control. There is nothing you can do but watch your phantom just, like he said, a weed whacker going down <laughs> through the trees. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, gosh. Cost of the FT Cub, $167.95. <laughs> Cost of the Phantom, $1,200. Total cost, $1,367. Okay, now, wait, wait. I think I can just reach the end of the rope. Yes, I got it. I yanked on the rope rope with all my strength, and I saw the Phantom going back up in the air and coming down towards me. Oh, crap, I have to catch it. <laughs> luckily, the, luckily the rope in the tree caught it, and it landed with some very thick brush on the edge of the tree. I pulled it out, looked it over. It's missing two of the three screws on the cover, and on, or I'm sorry, on the cover of the landing gear, but no other damage. I gave it a test flight with a second battery, and sure enough, no damage. All the action with the rope in the tree had knocked the FT Cub down about 20 feet, but I was shaking from all the excitement that just went on. I couldn't get back to the field until Saturday evening, but it only took one quick hit with a long pole to knock the FT Cub down. I checked the graphene battery, and as you suspect, zero volts. I thought I could see the Cub was still good, so I put another battery in it and tossed it in the air. The FT Cub took off like nothing, and it happened, and it flew half a dozen times since on Sunday afternoon. Lesson learned. Don't use your twelve hundred dollar stick to get a hundred and sixty eight dollar plane down. Thanks for, for all you do, Dave. Story. And the fact that it ended. Holy well. cow! Oh, I can't believe it. I can only imagine pulling that rope and seeing that thing come launching up in the air. Oh my gosh! I and, can't believe it didn't do more damage with that tug on the rope. Even you think it would have broke more? Not, not really. It's not because you've got to think it had to like launch itself around that limb. Oh man. oh man, that's just crazy story. But that is, you know, I love that story. I told him I said, that "David, is awesome. that, is, that is a fantastic story." All right, guys, there you have it. We're done. We're getting out of here. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Once again, thank you, Get FPV, for coming on board and helping us out. Please go check getfpv.com. Everything uh, drone and FPV. F man, I'm wearing out here. FPV related, uh, they have it. Use our RC After Hours code, RC After Hours, spend $120 and receive 10% off your entire order. They are having a big sale right now for Labor Day here in the States. Go use LDAY5OFF and use our discount code for a total of 15% off your entire order. Or if you don't spend $120, you can still use the Labor Day code. You just have to spend $60, and you can use the 5% off. So go check out Get FPV. They also have all the best FPV goggles of 2018. Whether you're in search of the best FPV goggle on the market today or on a tight budget and need the best, F, uh, best bang for your buck, Get FPV has you covered. They have the largest selection of FPV goggles, allowing you to find the perfect goggles that you're looking for, whether it be Fat Shock Dominator HDO FPV goggles, the Dominator HD2 Terminators, Amway, uh, 
how do you say that? The V2 Diversity FPV goggle, the Fat Shark Recon, the DJI goggle, Racing Edition, they have them all. So go check out Get FPV. Again, use our RC After Hours discount, spend $120, and save 10% on your entire order. Fantastic deal. And real quick, once again, if you're not sure about something, go check out getfpv.com slash learn. They have all the information on everything you want, FPV and drone related, and you can find out the answers and then go spend $120 and use our discount code. So there you have it, getfpv.com. Check them out, please, because they're helping the show go. If it wasn't for them, we may not be here, Mike. And that's it. There you have it. We're done. Uh, Mike, anything you wanted to add? Andre, anything? No, we're all good, man. We're all good. All right. Then uh, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for Facebook Live coming and hanging out. I I love that interaction of reading your comments, answering your questions. That's fun. That's one of my favorite parts. Thanks for Steve Neal from Hobby King coming on, joining us, giving us all that wonderful information of what's coming down the pike what airplanes are working on. Oh, I just love that inside information. Yeah, it is awesome. So thanks for Steve for coming on and hanging out. That's it, guys. We're out of here. Frank, you're a little late, buddy. Yeah. But uh, go back and rewatch the show. Uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. And we'll see what's happening then. We see. might have a guest coming up shortly by the name of Chad Capper. Possibly. We're working on it. So we'll see how that goes. Other than that, we're done. See you later. Bye. Bye.